It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. We welcome you once again to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, and Joe Glenville. Happy to have you along on this Friday, January 17th, 2020. We are about a month or so away from the postseason beginning already we are smack dab in the middle of january and uh, boy starting to pick up uh, the heat is starting to rise i mean we, we had some big games already this week in the state and some more tonight we're going to be having the scores and some big upsets as well so yes. we got a lot to talk about tonight we do we have upsets we have bounce back games we have uh incidents and chaos chaos <laughs> at a rivalry game tonight <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you hate to see it, but it, it, happens, it happens, and we'll talk about it. And there's just uh, so much to, to talk about tonight. It, it, you know, when the thermometer drops, the heat rises in basketball. That's how that works. It's cold yeah. outside. And, and it's not even March heated. yet. Right, yeah, right. I mean, of course, we were in short sleeves almost last week. Yeah, it was, it was fine. But, hey, it's West Virginia weather. We love it. Same time, though, so many good games. We'll talk a lot about what has happened over the course of the past week in West Virginia high school basketball tonight, as well as all the games that are starting to wrap up across the state on this Friday night. And you know, before we do the scoreboard here, guys, this begins the middle third of the season. This is our sixth show out of 15. So we're, we're sort of in that range now where everybody's kind of gone through the feeling out process, Joe, and now we're starting to see – Cream rise to the top and a few showdown games as well. Absolutely. You know, everybody's gotten through the holidays and those uh, beginning of the year type schedules. Now you're into your conference plays, you're into your regular schedule. And, and like you said, you know, we've seen a lot this week and uh, the cream is rising to the top for sure. We also had a game between an undefeated team that was trailing at home late into the fourth quarter. We'll tell you how that game all played out. That's part of this BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. Let's get our first one right now. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. Bill Cornwell, you got the boys' scores. All right, well, here's what we got so far. Uh, First off, an end of three score. Pendleton County is leading East Hardy 37-37. 233. Final tonight for the Chapmanville Tigers. They went over the polka dots in the Cardinal Conference. 45 to 40 Tigers get the win. It was Bluefield falling to Shady Springs, 73 to 70. Wheeling Park beats Martin Ferry, Ohio, handily, 62-27. It was Webster County, 77-69 winners over Braxton County. Fairmont Senior, uh, they've been struggling, but they get the W tonight. The Polar Bears over Buckhannon Upshur, 52-47. The Cavill Midland Knights, they are 10-0, and they beat Hurricane tonight, 76-58. East Fairmont, winners over Preston, 78-54. Meadow Bridge falls to Greenbrier West. Uh, Cavaliers are 7-0, 74-34. They beat Meadow Bridge. It was Huntington uh, in the third quarter, leading St. Albans 38-33. Also a third quarter score tie right now, South Hagerstown and Jefferson 48-48 final. Uh, Logan takes care of Wayne 
91-53. Tug Valley falls to Notre Dame, 69-56. And end of third quarter score, Parkersburg over Capital, 65-54. Uh, fourth quarter score, uh, Spring Valley leading Riverside, 73-54. Looks like the Timberwolves on the way to a win there. In the third quarter, Madonna leading Steubenville Catholic, uh, 46-38. Uh, that's a rivalry game up in the uh, northern Panhandle area. Uh, halftime, Magnolia over Tyler consolidated 25-13. Fourth quarter score, Woodrow Wilson leading George Washington, 74-67. Also, late in the game, Wyoming East over Westside, 56-51. Uh, Halftime score, Martinsburg over Spring Mills, 33-14. And Hedgesville halftime leading Musselman, 24-19. Joe, don't don't strain yourself here <laughs> with the girls' scores that we currently have in. Only 19 games on tap. <clears throat> Three of them are final that we have at the moment. Jefferson, the Lady Cougars, over South Hagerstown High, uh, High School tonight, 63-23. It was the Martinsburg Bulldogs. They would go to 8-1 on the season with a win over Spring Mills, 49-39. And an unfortunate for Coach Rick Marone and his Lady Rebels of Tulsa, Grace Christian, in overtime, knocked off Tulsa, 63-59. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. And Ryan, uh, as we were speaking, uh, just went final. Uh, very interesting game. Wyoming East uh, beats Westside, 61-51. And, of course, Dave Morrison's going to have a little bit more to talk about that one because of an interesting incident at the end of that one. Uh, and, we, you know, not to prolong the tease of what happened, just to <laughs> let you know, uh, what did happen, there was someone who came out of the stands and yep. went at one of the team benches. Uh, police were able to break it up pretty quickly, but they ended up with about a 10-minute delay. Apparently there were a lot of bottles. So I, guess, uh, I would say water bottles. Well, water bottles. Let's, let's keep it in perspective here. So. Plastic pop bottles, something yeah. I don't I don't want to be accused of fake news. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff that shouldn't be flying. Exactly. But, but yeah. exactly. Especially at a high school. It yeah. Or it any game as far as that goes. It don't belong there. Exactly. It does not belong there. Exactly. But, you know, the way things have been going in Class AAA girls basketball, I think it's a, an interesting, uh, interesting classification this year. You've got undefeated Cabell Midland. Are they the best team in AAA? Maybe, maybe not. Parkersburg is still very good yeah. and got a little bit taller recently uh, with the addition of a 6'5 player who transferred in. And a team that is always steady, though, is George Washington. The Patriots are 7-3 and three this season. Yesterday, the... Uh, Patriots were able to pick up a win at home over Woodrow Wilson, 63-53. The head coach of the Patriots is Jamie LeMaster. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach LeMaster, your girls at George Washington playing pretty good basketball right now. Well, they're picking a good time to do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> they've, uh, they've had a, a tough week and a, a great week. And uh, I'm taking a day just to catch my breath today and uh, – <laughs> Try to get refreshed a little bit. Uh, you had that big win last night at home over Woodrow Wilson, who is having a very good season of their own, a potential top ten matchup there uh, between those two teams. How was your team able to uh, to handle that win? How how were you able to come out on top? Uh, well, we had a we had a, a real test earlier in the week against Huntington High School, in which we found ourselves down at the end of the first quarter. I, I believe it was twenty two to eight. And uh, in the timeout, I I just stayed calm and coached them. And I said, guys, you know, to give us a chance, you need to get this thing back to about seven or eight points to give us an opportunity. And fortunately, they 
got it tied at the half, and then in the second half we were able to move forward and uh, pick up, uh, I think, a 12-point win over Huntington. So we learned to play through, through the score adversity. And then against Woodrow Wilson the other night, who's another very good team, very well coached, uh, we had to learn to battle foul problems. Um, and we were able to work through that. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the third quarter, we were actually down and then uh, found a way to play well through the fourth and show some basketball IQ and make some good decisions and make our free throws and ended up, you know, pulling that one out by 10 points. But both those teams are just, just tremendous athletes, tremendous coaches, and great tests for our ball club. Jamie, uh... You look at the class AAA and the rankings and so forth, and it looks like once again, uh, you know, uh, not uh, putting down anybody else around the state, but pr- probably a very good possibility three or four MSAC teams could be in Charleston come uh, come March. Uh, yes, sir. It seems like that every year that the MSAC is always well represented. and uh, a very tough league to play through, and when you play through the MSA schedule and if you're, you know, Watch what you do in your non-conference, and you schedule you know solid opponents. Uh, you'll be you'll be very well prepared for looking ahead down down the road towards the end of the season. Coach, you got a, it. Looks like a veteran roster. Uh, does that make it easier to coach or tougher to coach? <laughs> Makes it a little bit easier. And when you said veteran roster, I, I wanted to say finally because <laughs> I've, I've been so young. I've been so young for so long, but you know this year uh, we have six seniors and five juniors and. We've settled in about a seven-player rotation, and in that rotation, I've got Calissa Lacey, who's a junior, Mary Lyle Smith, a junior, uh, Maya Washington, a senior, Kaya Thompson, a senior, Vivian Ho, a junior, Lauren Harmison, a senior, and Nevaeh Harmon, a senior. So when you have those three- and four-year kids that are just not three- and four-year, I mean, they've been playing for three- and four-years, and they've been around, they understand, and, you know, again, mentioning the MSAC and the schedules we play, you know, by the time they get to be 17, 18-year-old juniors and seniors, they're, they're well-prepared. So it makes my job a little bit easier, um, but playing in this conference and this schedule is never easy. So, But it's nice to have some veteran kids around you. And speaking of veteran kids and kids who are a big part of your program, you mentioned Calissa Lacey, her stat line last night. 34 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals. Tell me a little bit about Calissa Lacey and what she means to your team. I'm glad she plays for me instead of against me. <laughs> I'll tell you that right off. But uh, Calissa is just a tremendous individual. Um, on the basketball court, obviously, she you know, has the flashy numbers. And, and it's not just a three-point scoring anymore. It's her ability to get to the rim, you know, get the ball to other kids. And you know, I think her biggest asset, I was asked this the other day, is her ability to make kids around her better. And that's just what she does. And she never gets rattled. You know, uh, these last two games early, although there was some pretty aggressive defense, and uh, she had it took her a few minutes to settle into that. But once she settled in and got that first shot to go down, she um, she was able to do what Calissa does, and not only on the basketball court, in the community, in the classroom. You know, high GPA, very intelligent kid, comes from a great family. And uh, just, again, she's just a joy to coach and a pleasure to be around. Jamie LeMaster, head coach of the George Washington girls basketball team, 7-3 and three after a come-from-behind 63-53 win over Woodrow Wilson. That followed a come-from-behind 66-54 uh, win over Huntington earlier in the week. And they'll be back in action this upcoming week, a game with, at home against Riverside, and then next Friday, a game at Spring Valley. Coach LeMaster, thanks so much for joining us. 
thank you for having me and uh, appreciate everything you guys do for girls basketball and the sport of basketball in general for West Virginia. Thank uh, you. Greatly appreciate that, Coach. And uh, again, uh, Bill Cornwell, George Washington is a program that has been good for a long yeah. time. Consistent. Um, consistent, absolutely. Uh, they don't necessarily have a state championship to show for no. it, but – they make a run into Charleston almost every year. They are consistently in the state tournament, and they, they, they make a stand there, and they just really haven't been able to kind of get over the top. They're being just, it seems like they never pick the year where maybe this is going to be our turn. You know, they, they, they always run into somebody who's just a little bit stronger, a little bit more talented, but they're always there. And you mentioned who they got next week. Yeah, they, they play uh, Riverside on Wednesday, then they go to Spring Valley next Friday, and then – they play Saturday afternoon at home against Wheeling Park. So, in less than 24 hours, they got two games: road game with Spring Valley, home game with Wheeling Park. That should be a, a very interesting weekend uh, next week for George Washington. We're gonna step aside right now, and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk much more about that Wyoming East West Side Boys game. Um, tempers flaring, a little bit of a wild atmosphere tonight in that one, and a big win for the Warriors. All that and much more, much more when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues after break one here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell stories on, on and off the field or the court. This sounds like you. The Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. Takes just one click to watch. And you can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. And check out our affiliates page. We've got radio stations all throughout the Mountain State that broadcast basketball Friday night. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night family, too. We'd like for you to become our correspondent. Update us on your team's games. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup call the show tonight we want to hear from you 855-784-6677 855-784-6677 give us an update on your team's game right here at basketball friday night in west virginia Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. 
Can't make it for Green and White Day? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 916 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, happy to have you along with us as we go through all the action across the Mountain State. Big game tonight. Rivalry games on Friday nights are always special. There was one tonight, the Battle of Wyoming County, boys basketball version and it was Wyoming East who had come in struggling. They defeat Westside tonight in New Richmond, a home win for Wyoming East by final of 61-51. to A lot happened in the game. A lot happened off the floor in that game as well. Michael Knotts and Tim Clay had the call on KISS FM. And, guys, you went to a basketball game and saw a whole <laughs> lot more than just that tonight. With you, it was absolutely vintage Wyoming County basketball. This gym was absolutely packed. The atmosphere in this gym was unreal tonight, and and it's just always it goes. There's always temper flare and different things happen. But I want to tell you what it doesn't take anything away. What happened to the stand doesn't take anything away of what happened on the basketball floor tonight. Because I want to tell you absolutely, these teams came out and gave everything they had tonight. But I'm going to tell you what it was a tale of two halves tonight. For the West Side Renegades, starting out, West Side came out hot. They just could, they just really were doing very well. Chase Calusi come out uh, big for them early in the first half and uh, did very well. But then in the second half, uh, for the Wyoming East Warriors, um, McQuay Canada came in, and at the end of the second quarter, he only had six points in the game. But then he come out big time and ended up with 23 for the night and had a really big fourth quarter for the Wyoming East Warriors and kind of put them on their shoulders and carried them through. Him and Caden Lookabill, uh, they, they stepped up tonight uh, really big here in that second half, but not to take anything away from the Wyoming, I mean the West Side Renegades, because I want to tell you what, they played one awesome basketball game. Down the stretch, the Warriors got their shots to fall. The Renegades struggled a little bit on the defensive end, and uh, they couldn't get a couple on the offensive end, couldn't get some of their big shots to fall. And uh, don't take anything away. Ethan Blackburn had an excellent game tonight uh, for the uh, for the West Side Renegades. Jace Calusi had an excellent night tonight. Uh, Tommy Milam is a force to be reckoned with in the middle for the Renegades, but they just come up short against a Warrior team that wanted to avenge a loss that they had uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Raleigh County Convention Center, and uh, they just come out tonight and play very well in the second half. I'll tell you, I don't care who you're a fan of. You need to listen to these guys call a basketball game. I promise you. You ought to hear them on a football broadcast as well. <laughs> uh, great great guys. It sounds like they just called a heavyweight boxing fight. It still sounds like it's packed in there, even though the game has ended, been over for some time now. And, guys, we talk about rivalry games. And you look at the records, Westside was 500 coming in. They've been struggling. Wyoming East was 2-8 and eight coming in. But that doesn't matter tonight. Tonight it was all nope. about those two teams. You throw it out the window. You throw records out the window when these two teams come together because not only is this a melding of, uh, of one of the best rivalries in, in Wyoming County, but this is the, one of the top rivalries in the state. And I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I've said this many times. This rivals Duke Carolina. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to come experience this. You really do because 
It is unreal. This gym is packed. Wyoming County comes together. And then as I'm looking out here right now on this floor, there's still people here. But as the game is over, you know, we had some high tensions during the game. But I look out here now. Wyoming East folks are talking to West Side folks. They're just mingling around because in the end, folks, we're all Wyoming County here. We love one another. When West Side's in the tournament, West Side folks are up there cheering them on. When Wyoming East is in the cheer tournament, uh, West Side folks are cheering them on. You know, that's the way we do here in Wyoming County. But I'm going to tell you what, when you put them on the floor together, this gym was packed. It was rocking. It was the place to be. What a game tonight. What an atmosphere. And you can hear it right now. West Side falls. Wyoming East gets the win in that Wyoming County showdown tonight. And I have to ask, and I hate to do it because I don't want it to overshadow that game. The game is what matters. But uh, can, from your perspective, what did you see in that altercation that took place that delayed the game for about 10 minutes? Well, we had a situation where uh, someone said something to one of the coaches. and then. But I want to say this. In the middle of that, the uh, Wyoming County deputies did a very nice job of stepping in and defusing that situation before it got out of hand. Uh, they did a nice job, and, and it was just one of those situations that I will tell you this. People in the county know that's vintage Wyoming County basketball. That's just things that happen from time to time. But we are, you, the folks stepped in and did a nice job of, of diffusing that situation, but uh, it was one. It was a small, little, tiny thing compared to the to the uh, game that these guys put on the floor. All the uh, fun on the parquet down there at Wyoming East as the Warriors get the win tonight over West Side. Guys, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely, thank you. All right, Michael Knotts, Tim Clay, Kiss FM. I think the word is passion. Yes. There's a lot of passion in Wyoming County, and that part of the state in general for basketball always has been, always will be. And uh, you just kind of, from the tone of their voice, you, you catch that, you get that, and you love it. There's something in radio that they teach you early on, and that is to let people hear your smile. Mm-hmm. You can tell they love that. They love the game, and you it just... It said it, it feeds off of them, and it does. The records don't matter. That yeah. game was a big deal tonight. It was the biggest thing going in Wyoming County tonight. And Wyoming East gets the win over West Side, and uh, a very tight ball game tonight. And, and again, we need to go to one of those games. We we need to just like pack get up. on the get on the bus and ride. Yeah, get on get in the uh, you know basketballnight.com limo and head be, on down. Be like be like college game day. We just uh, <laughs> we just show up and do. The, we'll just take uh, basketball Friday night on the road. There you go. And I, talk. Yeah, go ahead. I don't I don't I don't know if any of the janitors at the schools will let us stay till midnight. Now, that's only problem. That's and they it. turn out the lights. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, and then they cut the power and away we go. But um, you know, you talk about great atmospheres, and there was one earlier uh, this week. At the Logan Fieldhouse, Willie Akers Arena, Logan beat Chapmanville, ended Chapmanville Regionals boys' 58-59 game win streak in-state, and did so in in kind of a resounding manner. It was 54 games. There we go. See, it's kind of like sometimes it's only been three or four days that the streak has grown, (laughs) even though, you know. It's like fishing. It's right. Just keeps getting a little bit bigger. But uh, Logan got that win over Chapmanville. May have surprised some people. I think the folks down there are not surprised. Logan's playing really well right now. Logan, again, getting a win tonight over Wayne, 91-53. James Barker, WVOW, has uh, had a nice week of basketball at Willie Acres Arena, James. It, it's been a fantastic week of basketball, Ryan. Has, uh, got to see Logan and Chapmanville on Tuesday night. Got to call a great girls game between 
Wayne and Chapmanville in Chapmanville uh, last night, and then Logan and Wayne tonight on WVOW and video production. And a big win. Let, let's talk about this game since it just happened, just ended up. Uh, night, um, Logan gets the win over Wayne by a final score of 91-53. to 53. And I was going to watch some of the first part of that game on video productions. Uh, it was kind of a, a tight game early on for, you know, deep into the first quarter, nearly into the second quarter. But Logan is really playing very confident basketball right now. Yeah, Ryan, you're right. It was a very close game. First quarter score, 26-20 in favor of the Wildcats. Jake Merritt played really well early on for the Wayne Pioneers. Uh, I believe he had 12 points in the first half. Uh, But then David Early took over, finishing tonight with 40 points for the Logan Wildcats. He is now 36 points away from breaking Paul Herbert Williamson's boys record for the all-time leading scorer in Logan High School history. He's 93 points away from breaking Shane Gore's school record for most points ever in a Logan High School uniform. So a big night tonight for David Early. But what's really happening with Zach Green's ball club is that he is early is really getting the ball distributed to a lot of these young players, and they are stepping up in big ways here at Williamson Tuesday night. Had three big threes tonight. You saw all but one person score in Logan's lineup tonight. So just a great job of distributing the ball, but again, a huge night for early with 40 points. From what I've been able to see from this Logan team, watching a little bit of that Chapmanville game earlier this week, watching a little bit tonight of that uh, game against Wayne, they moved the ball extremely well. Yes, and a lot of times it's that extra pass. A lot of times, Ryan, they play a five-out offense where you'll see all five guys around the perimeter, and that extra pass gets that extra three uh, for that Logan offense. Tonight they they would play four out, one in, with Hainer playing the high post. Early even played the high post some. Uh, They don't have a lot of size, but, man, do they have a lot of ball handlers and a lot of shooters. And we've seen a lot of teams, especially in Class AA, win state championships with shooters and ball handlers more so than size. James, you know, excuse me, after last season, Logan at the beginning of this year only really had one player back that had any experience, and that was Hayner. What, what, at that point, what was your thoughts on, you know, the upcoming season for the Wildcats? Good to hear from you, Joe. I haven't talked to you in a while, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's been a great a question. You know, um, uh, Everybody around Logan County thought that you know this this young team that was coming up from the middle school had won middle school championships uh, in in the Mid Valley Conference. They had some young talent. They felt like this was going to be the group that kind of pushed them over the edge. So there was there was some reserved optimism for this Logan ball club. Uh, but when they you know with, with Hainer staying and, and and early coming back, I really think that that optimism kind of culminated their Tuesday night, their first home game against Chapmanville, and, man, they played with so much energy. Uh, you really think the sky's the limit right now with this young ball club. Zach Green, I uh, talked to him before the game. I asked him how practice was this week. He said, man, Wednesday was rough. We were all coming off that, that big win. He said, but Thursday we got them refocused. And, uh, and I feel like Zach's, you know, he talks about culture a lot. I think Zach Green is starting to build that culture back the way it was years ago for this Logan High Ball Club. And 
speaking of years ago, they honored the 2010 state championship team here tonight at Willie Acres Arena. Uh, so you got to see a lot of uh, familiar faces uh, in the crowd tonight. Mark Hatcher came down and uh, was honored as well. So it was it was a fun night at Willie Acres Arena. James, uh, talk a little bit about David Early. Uh, I mean, you, you talked about the fact, you know, obviously he had a big uh, night tonight, but also, uh, in, as you said, involving other players uh I mean, a complete player obviously making his bid uh, for that Bill Evans Award as State Player of the Year. I was talking to one of the assistant coaches at, at Logan, Brandon Browning, and uh, he had actually coached early when he was a, a young kid, a third grader uh, in the Buddy League system, and we talked about how how early has changed so much from his junior year to his senior year. And, and not only has he changed a little bit as a player, what he's really changed as his body type, has matured. He's he's lost some weight. He's gained some muscle, but he's also matured on the floor. You don't see the frustration from early uh, that we've seen in a couple in, in a few years past. There's no, he doesn't play with that that emotional frustration that he's had in a few years past. He gets more players involved and wants to get more players involved. I see him being a leader out on the floor right now, and. You know, I don't know exactly what his recruiting process is right now, but somebody's going to get a steal here soon if they can, if they're able to to wrap up David Early. And James, before we let you go, you also had you mentioned you had a really good girls basketball game last night. Uh, Wayne getting a very tight nip and tuck game, uh, a win over Chapmanville, uh, and that was a game where there was offense galore. Those two teams shot the lights out of that one. Ryan. I'm say, I say this completely straight face. That was one of the best basketball games I've seen over the course of the last five years. Girls, boys, doesn't matter. It was fantastic. I think everybody in attendance would agree with that statement. 74-72, Wayne able to pick up the victory over the Chapmanville Lady Tigers. Sarah Hooks was phenomenal for the Pioneers. She hit a barrage of threes in the first half. She finished with 30 points. Chapmanville... Uh, took the lead into the third quarter, had the lead much or uh, early in the fourth quarter, and Wayne able to battle back. And Chapmanville had a chance to win the game, uh, had two foul shots down one uh, with 2.7 seconds to go, couldn't get the buckets to go in. Wayne gets fouled. They make one of two and win the game 74-72. Uh, Olivia Dalton with 19 points for the Tigers. Allie Williamson with 18 points. Uh, but just a fantastic game. Great atmosphere. was the first pep section Chapmanville's had in, in quite some time. And in a couple years, uh, they, they put that in after the Logan game. So they expect their student section to make a little bit more noise moving forward this year. So it was a great atmosphere and just a great game between two really good girls basketball teams. James, I think you've had more good basketball than Chris Kidd has this week. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the way I like it, Ryan. <laughs> you want to keep it that I'll way, right? Very happy. <laughs> there you go, James Barker, WVOW. Thanks so much, James. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you, guys, and uh, thanks for your show. Always do a great job. I uh, greatly appreciate that, and always enjoy getting to talk with James uh, around Chapmanville football and just the very – he's everywhere. He, he is. is. He's one of those people. You go to a game, and there he is. Right now, speaking of everyone, and there he is, let's go over to the score desk to Spencer Dupuy with a scoreboard update. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Breaking in boys basketball, Cameron Dragons bounce back from back-to-back losses to 100 and Trinity Christian and defeat Tigers Valley 53-52.
Garrett Scott scores the game-winning layup with three and a half seconds left. Back to you guys. Thanks so much, Spencer, for that scoreboard update. We greatly appreciate that. We're going to have a side, take a break. When we come back, much more basketball to talk about, including a full scoreboard update as well. This is Basketball Night, Friday Night, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Break two. Don't break stuff over there on the Fast Break Sports Network. (laughs) Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us online. Vote in this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia poll. You've got till 1145 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week, 52% of you voted sectional tournament games should be played at neutral sites. 52%. This week... Should schools within the same section be required to play each other in the regular season? Give us a vote, yes or no. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Go to basketballnight.com and vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results with you at the end of the show this evening. It's all at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Visit us online at basketballnight.com. We also want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Tweet your team score. Give us your comments on the game. At hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. A shout-out to some of our latest followers tonight, including Patriot Pride, Alia Koch, Danielle Burdett, Maya Toombs, Matthew Kearns, Wetzel County Schools, Elijah Spoor, Scott Leap, Billy Potter, James Long, Austin Blair, John Huff, Jack Sportner, and can't think of a name. Trying to hit 1,000 followers. Can't think of the name. That's their Twitter handle. Follow us on Twitter. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.34 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell. So happy to have you along with us. And, um, you know, we've been talking about games that are going on tonight. So many good basketball games tonight. And what a week we've had, too. Had a rivalry game where we talked about earlier logan beating chapmanville in boys basketball earlier this week the mohawk bowl basketball edition part two was this week as well and morgantown knocked off university at university so you know university might be the best team in the state and might not be the best team in the city hey we talked about it last week a lot of good basketball being played in morgantown between WVU's men's and women's and the two high schools. Now, now Trinity, we, we, we mentioned the fact they, they've been kind of struggling. But other than that, a lot of good basketball being played in Morgantown. And, yeah, and then, of course, Morgantown got a W on the, on the boys' side tonight over John Marshall. A pretty easy win. In fact, they won by 47 over the Monarchs going 10-1. 
And as you say, that's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. <laughs> it just goes to show, too, that the university, reigning AAA champs, they lose at home to a sectional rival. Chapmanville, two-time reigning AA champs, they lose to a sectional, sectional. rival. And, guys, when we think we've got a handle on everything. And then a regional, and a regional foe give them all they wanted tonight. Yeah, Chapmanville. That's, that's still a good win tonight for Chapmanville. It's hard to go into Polka and, and knock off the dots at Allen Osborne Court. And that was a, a packed house tonight as well. And also another team that we, you know, we've talked about all season, Shady Springs boys. They come back from, behind, uh, from down against Bluefield, and they beat the Beavers late, 43, yeah. or, uh, by three. At Shady Spring, and, and you know, I don't know who the best team is right now. Let's play it. Play it <laughs> out, baby. That is the we beauty of this, right? We will know by the middle of March. That now. is the beauty of this, is they all get their opportunity to earn it. So, obviously, a lot going on there, and um, so much good basketball there throughout this state. And sometimes I think that uh, we, we get a little concerned about, you know, um, we don't have that uh, great big number of kids going to, uh, you know, Division One schools. Although there are a few right now that are, that are going, you know, Obina and Chili Killen. Yeah, we're going we're to talk Society. to him tonight. Yes. yes, we'll talk with him a little bit later on. David Early is going to be in a D1 uniform uh, from Logan as well. And there are others scattered throughout this great state as well. So I think what we have this year is I don't know that we have any dominant – I don't know that we have a dominant clear-cut – favorite in any class but I think I don't necessarily think it's a wider range of parity either I think there are just a few really good teams mm-hmm. and matchups matter Joe and, and you're talking about D1 players the Isaac McNeely from Polk is getting a lot of looks and he's just a sophomore yeah you, you were hanging out with Coach Huggins yeah. last week yeah there are a lot of folks uh, kind of bird dogging him right now and, and we've seen it other guys around the state and uh, uh, one guy that uh, is a sophomore that uh, a lot of guys are already recruiting on is uh, uh, Chandler Schmidt from Cabell Midland. I um, mean, he, he's again just 10th grader, but uh, you're already seeing, for instance, Mark Klein from Marshall. Uh, watched him the other night out at Spring Valley. His younger brother is really good, too. Uh, yes, Dominic. Uh, so. And there's a lot of girls on the, on, the, on the other side that's tremendous players. You know, look at Marley uh, Warshneets out of. Fairmont. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just a sophomore and getting a lot of D1 looks as well. So there's a lot of good in-state basketball players. That's right. And I, I always, you know, encourage you to go support your, your local high school, go support your alma maters when you can. I know sometimes work and life takes us kind of around somewhere, uh, maybe not right where we graduated from, but that's okay, too. Get out and enjoy it because uh, you know, these, these, these years go fast. These years go really fast. If it's not your school, just develop a new interest. Develop a new favorite team. Absolutely. And they're, they're, like I said, there's so much good basketball. We're going to talk a lot about Grace Christian basketball here in a few moments as well. Private school, not in the SSAC here in Huntington. Um, but their girls are having a fantastic season. They get a win tonight over Tulsa in, in overtime. And, you know, we've also got the uh, – yeah, the – the Christian tournament in West Virginia is yep. a big event as well. Which we uh, gave a lot of attention to last year, proudly so, and uh, hope to do that again this year. Yeah, there should be a, a whole lot more to talk about with that as the night goes along. But I, I love rivalry games. And you know, when you just look at the list of games that we had tonight, 
you had, you know, obviously the big the big one tonight from a rivalry standpoint was Wyoming East West Side. Um, you know, two teams are, are struggling a little bit right now in the wins and loss column. Braxton County Webster Springs that, that's a big rivalry. Yeah, Braxton County Webster County definitely a, a big rivalry game as well. We're in Brook. I mean, you know, that's a big game too for, in in the Northern Panhandle and. Uh, you know, Woodrow Wilson getting an impressive win tonight over George Washington, eighty-four to eighty. Flying Eagles started out a little bit, uh, yeah. a little bit rough, but they seem to be kind of finding their path. Well-coached teams tend to do that, Bill. Nice work by Ron Kidd, not losing these guys with a little bit of early uh, problem. Also had a, a big game between Hedgesville <laughs> and Musselman as the teams that are in Class AAA Region Two Section One. Sort of sort themselves out tonight. Yeah. Woodrow and uh, GW, you know that. Even though they're two different towns, there's no love lost there. No, I remember there's a very good, very good Woodrow Wilson team. The first year we did this program, so 2013 2014 season, and they were just kind of cruising right along. Got to the regional final, lost at home to George Washington, who was led by John Elmore. Oh, mm-hmm. There you go. Small world. He went on to have a pretty good career at Marshall and is now playing basketball in Italy. Actually moved this week. Moved from uh, uh, Trieste in the, I guess, the Division One league to Sicily. He's down in Sicily now. Yeah. Playing. Rough life, right? Rough life. <laughs> and he's getting paid to do it. And he's getting paid probably pretty well. Yeah. And, and, Bill, I don't know how well-versed you are on your, your tiers of Italian basketball, but if I'm not mistaken – like Division Two is actually the he, larger division, right? I believe I believe so. And you know, this is a, a from what John and some of his social media said. This is a really good opportunity for him to kind of expand and grow his game. So uh, watch out. Let's see what happens. You can make it anywhere from West Virginia. That's what, <laughs> that's that, that's kind of a point. Is that you know basketball life? It can take you anywhere just because you're from a state that sometimes gets a little bit of a, of well, a bad rap. Logan Stevie Browning, he's across the water playing basketball as well. Yeah, we so. had him on the program last year, right. talking about you know his opportunities, and you know that's a young man who went from a Division two school and transferred to a Division one school and ended up having a very good career at Marshall. And uh, so you know, you've still got Logan Rout playing big minutes at WVU, who's having a spectacular boys ba- or men's basketball season. There, there's basketball all all throughout the uh, all throughout the state. And again, Chase Harler is a native West Virginia yeah, as well. And then, exactly. uh, and then Jared West has been Jared West has been maybe Marshall's most consistent basketball player this year. He was a Conference USA Player of the Week a few weeks ago. He led Notre Dame uh, High School to a state championship just a, just a few years ago. In fact. One of his teammates works for us now. About that small little world again. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Again, so much to talk about tonight. We will do a full scoreboard in just a moment. First, let's step aside. Take break number three here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. All across the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. We are high school basketball voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We have many people to thank, including all of our affiliates around the Mountain State. You can go to basketballnight.com, check out the affiliate page. You'll find a station near you in West Virginia carrying the show. 
Big thank you to 104.1 WVXS in Romney. Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer. You can also hear us on 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Mate 1. 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM or on 103.7 Jack FM, WQWB and Fisher. We're on the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling, and 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY in Moundsville. You can hear us on 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. We're also on Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. We're also on Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Visit us online at basketballnight.com. Cable subscribers in the Huntington region can find us on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.45 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Gang's all here. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell. Not quite because Coach Rick Marone's not with us tonight. But, you know, one thing that we are very fortunate is to be able to connect with coaches throughout throughout the state of West Virginia, and one of those coaches that has really been a big help to our program as well here in recent times is the head coach of the Grace Christian girls basketball team, Kirk Wells. He joins us here on set. Coach, first off, nice to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for what you all do for the community in the tri-state area. You all do a great job. I I guess we can jokingly say that he and... Coach Marone had a loser leaves town match tonight. So we, got, we got Coach Wells. So that. Coach Marone's not here right, for some good. reason. But great ball game tonight. Though. It was. Your absolutely. team comes out with an overtime win. Yeah, great win. Um, they're a battle-tested team, and um, it, was, it was a great fight to the end. And um, we ended up being able to come out on the on the top side of it tonight. So I, I told him tonight, we, you know, we owed him a couple. So. <laughs> You got, got one back. back. Yeah, there you go. Twenty nine points from uh, Emily Hutchinson tonight too. Yes, that's yeah. a that's a good place to start with a team. Yeah, um, she's just flame kids. You just got to create some space. You know, get the ball in her hands and let her do what she does. And she had a hot hand tonight. She's had a hot hand all year for us. Truthfully, um, she's a big time player for us and does a lot of great things. Tell us about some of your other players that you know <clears throat> lead this team. Um, uh, she's a co-captain with Samantha Wells. Samantha tonight, she had 18 points, I think 14 boards and five blocks. Um, so she's a big key contributor, you know, and you, we could sit here and talk about stats, but um, I'm not a huge guy of stats because we win a lot of games because of the plays that are made that are not on the stat sheet. And we got um, Carmen Bruton, who just plays um, with a with a big heart, um, she makes the plays that, that's not on the stat sheet for us, does a lot of good stuff. Her, Hayden Bailey, 
Uh, Hayden Bay is a freshman. Carmen is a, a sophomore. Um, Hayden is is coming into her own. Um, she she attacks the ball. She attacks the basket well. Plays really good defense. Strong kid. Uh, Carly McLeod, y'all might be familiar with her father, Larry McLeod. Larry, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, she moved in this year. She's she's coming along. She hasn't played in a couple years, and um, but she's just. You wouldn't know by looking at her, but she's she's a load. She's she's strong, plays hard. Chase has sent us, comes off, uh, come off the bench tonight, give us great minutes. Christine Wagner, she's a fire plug. So, um, just a lot of pieces. Yeah, Larry McLeod was the 1992 State Football Player of the Year from Buffalo Wayne High School. Had a spectacular career at Marshall University <laughs> and uh, ended up in the 49ers camp for uh, quite some time as well. Uh, that was back again through the 90s. And uh, Coach Wells, with your basketball team, it almost looks like a public school schedule. You play a lot of the teams around here that people are familiar with, and right. you've had a lot of success against them this year. We have. We, we've been fortunate to win some. We've lost some. Um, but we have a very talented bunch of girls, and we're just trying to get uh, – we're not doing right if we don't play a tougher schedule and, and, and get, get them in these opportunities. That's the only way they're going to grow. The only way they're going to get better. So – and one thing about the is we were covering a little bit Christian schools, boys, boys and girls last year. Uh, you know, the, we talked to coaches, we talked to folks involved with the schools, and you know, little by little, the quality of the programs, both boys and girls, are getting better. You know, it, it was a little rough a few years ago right. as far you know as far as getting kids to them. They're, they're not very large schools, and, right. and you don't don't have a lot of kids to work with. But little by little, you're getting good athletes. They're developing. They're working. Obviously, they're working in the off season. Absolutely. And the quality level at these Christian schools is just higher and higher. Oh yeah, you know I think there's um, 89 kids in our high school. Yeah. That's that's the entire high school, and um, <clears throat> I think the year before I came to Grace, they had five girls try out for varsity basketball. And so the first year I was there, we had 13. So I told myself, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. If we don't even win a game, we've made progress. <laughs> so um, they do. We work hard through the summer. We don't, we don't quit. Um, they put their time in, and it shows. So that's, um, that's a lot of credit to the kids, not me. So a lot of good basketball uh, still to be played. And uh, yeah, just tell me about uh, what's coming up for you guys here. Uh, tomorrow we have um, – a, a shootout showcase. We got twelve teams coming in. Uh, first games at nine o'clock. Um, I believe that's Covenant Christian, Ohio Valley Christian. And then we have um, eleven, one, three, five, and seven. It finishes up with us against Rock Hill. Um, <clears throat> then Monday we got Chesapeake at home, and then Tuesday we load up and we go to Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina, for a tournament. Um, and that's excuse me, the showcase. Uh, of course, to do all the stuff we want to do, it takes funds. So uh, we put the showcase together, try to get some teams in that, um, you know, put put some of these Christian schools on the stage and see what happens and let them have some fun with it and an opportunity to make a little funds for us to be able to do what we want to do. And those games are in your gym, Absolutely, right? At 1111 yes. Adams Avenue in Huntington. I know some people won't necessarily know where it is yet, and that's yeah. fine, but, but they're learning. It's they're two learning. blocks from Heiner's. <laughs> <laughs> Just, follow just the smell. smell. Just follow the smell of the bread. That's right. And, uh, and you're close. Absolutely. 
uh, yeah. but Coach Kirk Wells, we all greatly appreciate you coming and joining us here in studio tonight. And uh, you know, we we kind of follow the Lady Soldiers. I saw them in person. Saw you guys yeah. last year. Very impressed with not just the ability, but just the way you run the program, the way that well, oper- uh, way that program operates. So, um, I know you do a good job there, and we greatly appreciate you coming on. Well, I, I appreciate you having me, and and just all that you all do here. It's it's a great thing. So, uh, I appreciate you all taking time to have me and and promote us with our jersey out here out front. So, yeah, yeah. we're proud too. Uh, that's yeah. good. I appreciate everything you all do. Absolutely, that's Kirk. Um, that's Wentz. Kirk Wells, the head coach of the Grace Christian Lady Soldiers. And, Joe, uh, here's, a, here's a moment where we have to talk about Thanks, programs and teams that sort of have to, you know, it, it's, it's different in the way they build their programs. Uh, I know I saw that team last year. They had eighth graders, seventh graders playing in varsity. They can do that. And they were, they were doing very well. It's just it's a different kind of setup, but – the level of play is still really good. Absolutely. You know, we talked, as Bill mentioned a few minutes ago, about the uh, Christian tournament they have up in Nicholas County, and uh, it's unreal of some of the talent. I mean, they some of these Christian schools in the area have knocked off some big-name SSAC schools over the last couple of years. And, you know, we, just, we were talking with James Barker about that big Wayne Chapmanville girls game. Yeah. Grace Christians girls have a win over Chapmanville. The, Grace Christians, uh, again, they're, they're – Becoming a player in uh, local high school basketball uh, circles, uh, they kind of come from nowhere. But but give credit to the administration there, and give credit to Coach Wells and, and these young ladies. And he mentioned that they're going to go down and play a little bit to, in that event down at Bob Jones University. No doubt that might be a good opportunity for maybe uh, some of his young ladies to get the attention of some college recruiters because you go down there. In the South, I'm sure there are going to be some coaches kind of hovering around seeing there's some talent there. That's a big college, and I'm sure they're going to face a lot of yes. great talent down there as well. And you know where there is some talent. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk with Luke Creasy in a little bit. He was at that Grace Christian Tulsa girls game. We'll talk with him a little bit later on. Uh, we'll get Mike Goddard with WRLB uh, with the Greenbrier West Meadow Bridge game uh, at the top of the hour. So just kind of hang with us there, guys. But right now I want to go to uh, a, a gentleman who's coached a lot of talent Right now and in the recent past as well, Rob Stracula, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic boys basketball team. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, your boys uh, have certainly not seemed to have any uh, negative effects early this season after that heartbreaking loss in the title game a year ago. Now, you know, our guys have come out and they, they um, want to try to uh, re- duplicate what they did last year and uh we're playing pretty good early on the season what a game last night you get ripley in your gym and in overtime beat the vikings late in that contest tell me about how that game played out tell me about the last few minutes both of regulation and overtime well we came out we played really well in the first quarter um and then uh ripley made some adjustments uh luke parsons head coach good guy uh, really stymied us in the second, third, fourth quarter and played a 1-3-1 pretty much the rest of the game. And to the point where we, were, we saw 9 for 38 in the last three quarters. And so really our defense kind of carried us the rest of the game. We, we had a hard time hitting shots and, and just getting anything to, to develop. Um, they took a lead about midway through the fourth quarter. We went back and forth. Uh, we had a chance to win it in regulation. Uh, grip a good play on the side out of bounds play and dismissed it. Um, and then fourth quarter, the overtime was just nip and tuck, and they they tied it up with about thirteen seconds left. We called a timeout. They called a timeout. We come down. We're, we're preparing to play for a zone. They come out in a man to man, 
and we let our point guard Jeff Boyce kind of go one on one as an ISO situation, and he just hit a floater right over Ty Johnson. Great ball game, great win last night in overtime for the Crusaders. One loss on the season that was to Williamstown. That's a very good Williamstown ball club. You get another opportunity at them uh, next week or in the week ahead, uh, coming up on uh, Thursday night. You'll get them at home next week. But a busy week, a lot happening between now and then, including a big game tomorrow against Willing Central on the road. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a big game for our guys. It's a big game for Willing Central as well. Um, you know, this, you know, you got number three for number four playing each other. And it, it's, an ex, it's an exciting game. It's a game our guys look forward to every year. And we're at a point now where the next three, four weeks of our season is an absolute buzzsaw. And there's not going to be too many days off between now until uh, the middle of February. Of course, you you know between Parkersburg and Wheeling Central, you guys have had some dandy ball games on the floor, and I'm sure tomorrow is not going to be any different because I think uh, you know Wheeling Central got upset there earlier in the week. Yeah, it's Wheeling Central is very very good. I think they're, they're, they might be a better team this year than they were last year, um, and, and they, they lost to a very good Charleston Catholic team who's surprising everybody right now, and they've got two good players in Satterfield and, and Sudas, but. Um, I, I expect tomorrow to be a dogfight with, with Central. Um, they're very well coached. They're very physical. Uh, a tremendous defensive team. And um, it just, it, we, we hope we can get up there and, and keep it close early on and, and gain some confidence as the game, game goes along. Rob Strakula, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Coach, and best of luck tomorrow and through the rest of the week. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on, and you guys do a good job of promoting high school basketball throughout the state. Thanks so much. Greatly appreciate that, and uh, I, I cannot say thanks enough. Unfortunately, we're, we're kind of close to the break here, but uh, Joe, when you talk about uh, Parkersburg Catholic, they were so close a year ago, beat, you know, got to the state championship game, lost to that special Webster County yeah, team. Right. And, went on uh, to, to win the championship. Yeah, look, still great. Looking at their schedule, too, two weeks from now, they got an interesting road trip coming up. They're coming down to the Coalfields. They're going to play Tug Valley one night and Logan the next night. Yeah. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Maybe not to coach in at the moment. <laughs> but, I mean, it, but that's what you coach for, even that's though right. the difficult times. A lot more to go. One hour in the books, two to go, the fastest three hours in radio. Coming up after the break, we will get you a full scoreboard update. And the phone lines are backed up. We've got Chris Kidd, Mike Goddard, Luke Creasy, Bill Lusk. We're talking basketball all across this great state on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. There's many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live. Go to Basketball Friday Night on Facebook. We're on Periscope. On Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. And if you're in the uh, Huntington, West Virginia area, you can find us on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. And we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Go to our affiliates page at basketballnight.com and you'll find the station nearest you. Big thank you to Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston 950 AM, 
for carrying basketball Friday night. We're also on the Voice of the Coal Fields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ LP Edmund Beckley. Us uh, carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAP LP in Clay. And we're on 104.5 FM, WASP LP Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWP LP Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFGH Ford Gay. Thank you to all the stations carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia throughout the Mountain State. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 1001, we've got two hours of program left, and guys, I already feel like we're behind, so we got to get going. So, we got a lot to get in. So, let's just jump right back into basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Lenville with you. We will hear in just a moment from Mike Goddard, WRLB, the Greenbrier West Meadow Bridge game. Chris Kidd, WVOW, had the Chapmanville Poker Boys game tonight. Talk with Luke Creasy, who had the Tulsa Grace Christian girls game tonight that went to overtime. And we'll also talk with Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. All that and much more as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia gets going here. But as we start Hour 2, it's time for another scoreboard update. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. Joe, we are going to turn you loose with the boys' scores. In a tight one, a one-point win for the Cameron Dragons tonight over Tigers Valley, 53-52. Garrett Scott had a winning layup uh, with 3.5 seconds remaining in the game. It was East Hardy falling to Pendleton County tonight, 50-43. In that Region 4 matchup between the Chapmanville Tigers and the Polka Dots, the Tigers come away with the win, uh, 45-40. Bluefield, the Beavers were up. But they fell in the final as Shady Springs picked off the Bluefield Beavers tonight, 73-70. Wheeling Park, easy winners tonight over Martins Ferry, Ohio, 62-27. In the uh, Mid-State Backyard Battle, it was Webster County over Braxton County, 77-69. Fairmont, the Polar Bears pick up a 50-47 win over Buck Cannon Upshur this evening. 
Charleston Catholic, the Irish over Buffalo, 81-51. Hurricane, the Redskins, they fall to Cabell Midland tonight, 76-58. It was the Preston Knights falling to East Fairmont, 78-64. Frankfurt, pick up a win tonight over Kaiser, 56-39. Grafton, winners tonight over Lewis County, 75-66. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers, go to 7-0 on the season. They pick up a win over Meta Bridge, 74-34. Mountain Ridge, Maryland, winners tonight over Hampshire, 72-50. Pocahontas County, the Warriors, they fall to Harmon tonight. The Panthers pick up the win, 56-39. Hundred, it's the Hornets over East Richland, Ohio, 69-38. Huntington, the Highlanders, over St. Albans, 49-43. Both teams now 6-4 on the season. Here was a big scoring game tonight. Riverview knocks off Independence 109-100. Whoa. South, South, <laughs> yeah, really. 209 points scored in that one. Let's double-check that one. Yeah, really. South Hagerstown, Maryland, falls tonight to Jefferson, 65-61. Morgantown knocked off John Marshall, 85-38. It was Logan over Wayne, 91-53. David Early for the Wildcats had 40 points in that game tonight. Man, Hillbillies continue to roll. They go to 7-1 on the season with a win over Lincoln County, 55-42. Tug Valley falls to Notre Dame, 69-56. Parkersburg, the Big Reds, winners tonight over Capital, 77-70. Williamstown winners over Ritchie County, 60-42. Spring Valley, the Timberwolves, pick up a win over Riverside, 75-54. Gilmer County over Roan County, 43-40. St. Mary's, the Blue Devils, pick up a win tonight over Work County, 75-49. Magnolia winners tonight, they go to 9-2 with the win over Tyler Consolidated, 50-38. Brooke falls to Weir tonight, 62-41. And at Woodrow Wilson picks up a big win tonight and a close one over George Washington, 84-80. It was the backyard brawl in Wyoming County as Wyoming East knocks off Westside tonight, 61-51. Spring Mills falls to Martinsburg, 72-36. And it was Musselman falling to Hedgesville, 43-36. Bill, you have the girls' scores. I have the girls' scores and uh, kind of a limited uh, slate tonight. Here's what we got. Musselman uh, gets a win over Hedgesville, 55-41. It was Jefferson over South Hagerstown, 63-23. Petersburg beats Moorfield, 47-33. Martinsburg over Spring Mills, 49-39. Grace Christian. Uh, beating uh, Tulsa in overtime this evening by a score of 63-59 in that game. 29 points uh, for the Lady Soldiers by Emily Hutchinson. So a win for Grace Christian in that one. Elsewhere, it was Lincoln County losing Domingo Central by a score of 55-49 in uh, Greenbrier West. Falls to Summers County uh, by a score of 83-34 and in that game. Gavin Pavot scored her 1,000th career points. She had 31 points in the contest for the Summers County Bobcats. That's it. All right. 
just kind of end with a whimper. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, but uh, you talk about teams that are, that are playing well, still undefeated, the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Uh, they knocked off Meadow Bridge in boys basketball tonight, 74-34. to Mike Goddard, WRLB, joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And Mike, uh, uh, another strong performance from the Cavaliers. Yeah, it was. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you because uh, we've been trying to get the girls score, so uh, <laughs> give us an update there. Get us up to speed here in Charm Cove. There you go. Um, tell me a little bit about that win tonight. Well, I tell you what, uh, Greenbar West faced uh, a Metabridge team that's uh, had a little bit rough this year. They they came into tonight's game 0-9, but uh, Mark Gladwell, excuse me, Mark Gladwell does a really good job with those guys down there, and uh, they came out on fire from the opening tip, and it was kind of nip and tuck for the first several minutes. Uh, Greenbar West hits a three just before the end of the first quarter, and uh, we, we let it 15-10 to 10 after one. In the second quarter, uh, I think Greenbar West bench just a little bit deeper than uh, Meta Bridges and uh, really started to pull away from the Wildcats. It was a 22-5 to 5 run there in the second half, so we let it 37-15 to 15 at the half. That continued on in the third quarter. Uh, Al scored Meta Bridges 24-8. to 8. We had a 61-23 win or lead after three, and finished it off there. A lot of subs in the game late. A 74-34 win, and um, it was a pretty nice week for us. We got a win Tuesday night at Summers County. Uh, two wins within the conference for us, and uh, a pretty solid start, I think, here heading into Sunday's uh, West Virginia hit seating meeting. As I was going to say that that meeting comes up. Sunday, and that that will kind of help shape the schedule for the remainder of the year. That's something that's not quite set in stone just yet. Exactly, and you you kind of look at the teams that are going to be participating there. You know, Clay Battelle sitting there at nine and one. They don't play again until next Tuesday night. So we'd like to think that uh, you know it's a two horse race for the number one seed there in that tournament. But one or two would be nice. Uh, it would hopefully get you you know that home game in the semifinals and uh we were fortunate enough to win that championship last year we'd like to go back and defend it this year should be a lot of fun mike uh, uh i gotta give a little credit to uh, coach jared robertson for the cavaliers because uh obviously he had the kids ready uh, for the game tonight i don't know they can look at metal bridge and and maybe say well they're zero and eight and uh you know uh there's always that temptation to kind of look down, but obviously looking at the score and just the performance tonight, Coach Robertson didn't allow that to happen. Well, that's exactly right. These instilled a one-game-at-a-time mentality with these uh, kids, and uh, we know that uh, Metabridge, you know, Metabridge to Charmco, that's about the same distance it is from Chapel Hill to Durham, and uh, <laughs> we're trying to build a rivalry between the two schools. And uh, it, it's not really hard to do with the communities being so close. Um, they, I think they were without one of their better players tonight, but they had a freshman, uh, Connor Mullins, uh, came in. He can drain the threes, and, and he did that early. And uh, Mark Ledwell does a, a nice job down there. But, you know, I think Coach Robertson has uh, really got this team headed in the right direction. We've got four kids averaging double figures. Caden Pack is almost 19 points a game. Chase Boggs is 17 and a half points a game. 
we've got a nice we've got a nice uh, mixture going. So the Greenbrier West Cavaliers get the win tonight over Meadow Bridge. Uh, the Cavaliers now undefeated, still seventy four thirty four. The win tonight, Mike Goddard, WRLB. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you guys having us on. Thanks. All right, and uh, always good to talk with him. And a big event coming up on Monday with the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Holiday. Uh, you, you know, schools are out throughout the state, so you, you get a lot of opportunities for you know a long weekend and some travel. And uh, we'll talk about the MLK Classic down at Greater Beckley Christian in a moment. But right now, I want to talk with East Fairmont Girls High School basketball coach James Beckman as they will host an event coming up on Monday as well. And Coach Beckman, we'll talk about your team too in just a second, but that event coming up, the East Fairmont Classic on Monday, you have some of the top girls basketball teams in the state. Yeah, we do. This is the fifth year, Ryan, that we've had this classic here at East Fairmont, and we're blessed to have high-quality teams come in here year in and year out. And looking at the schedule right now, 10 o'clock on Monday, Lewis County and Riverview will play. And I like it because you get some non-traditional matchups too. Then uh, at noon, it will be Elkins and Frankfurt. 2 o'clock, Winfield and Lincoln. 4 o'clock, East Fairmont and James Monroe. 6 o'clock, Martinsburg and North Marion. It'd be easy just to kind of take a day, set in, watch some ball games. That's exactly right. And we've had several of those uh, fans come in here every year just to sit back from the media covering. We've got great coverage over the years from SSAC members coming in to evaluate officials, just watch basketball, and just an average fan wanting to sit back and just get in a day of basketball. It's We've had that year in, year out, and like I said, it's a great day for a girls' basketball showcase. And speaking of girls' basketball, your your school is located in an area where it's very unforgiving up there because there's, there's so many good girls' high school basketball teams uh, right in your backyard. Fairmont Senior, North Marion, right up the road as well. Uh, just tell me a little bit about how things are going for you guys this season at 5-7 and seven right now. I like to call it a hotbed for basketball around here because that's what it is. Uh, girls take this game very serious up here. And Speaking of our program, uh, we went to Preston last night, which is a hard place to, to win at uh, with my years under Tyrone Estrino as a staff going up there to play under against Barry Sanders' teams, and we were fortunate enough to uh, get out there a few times with a win, and then this is a, my first victory up there at Preston as a girls' head coach, and we were battle-tested the entire game. Um, Preston jumped out to an 11-2 run on us in the first quarter. We crawled back in to uh, um, trail 14-10 to at the end of the first, and then Preston went on to lead by two at halftime, by six at the end of the third, and then we competed the entire game, which we've done all season long. And if you look at our schedule, we've competed the entire season. And we put four quarters together last night and took the lead in the fourth quarter and never looked back. So a big day of basketball coming up on Monday at East Fairmont high school for girls games and then again that, that girls program uh still still fighting the good fight in, in a in a basketball hotbed that's exactly right for girls high school basketball james beckman head coach of the east fairmont bees thanks so much for joining us tonight thank you all right we got one more call before we go to break and 
we'll talk with right now. We'll go back to the phone lines. Wade Williamson is the head coach of the Wayne girls basketball team. And uh, Coach Williamson joins us now on the program. Coach, first off, a little bit less than a week ago, you picked up your 100th career win as Wayne High School girls coach in this your sixth season. And uh, it's a program that's come a long way. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I think it speaks more to uh, those 100 wins speak more to the kids we've had and, and uh, the community and, and, and solid parents and and uh, just trying to, you know, change the attitude about winning and the culture. And I think we've been able to do that. And um, I'm really proud of that. And I know the kids that's played are, are proud of those of those wins also. Your basketball team, um, you know, we haven't got a chance to talk in a couple of weeks. You had a tough loss to uh, top-ranked North Marion down the Wildcat Classic a little bit less than two weeks ago. But since then, bounced back with five straight wins and two really good road wins this week at Mingo Central and Chapmanville. Tell me a little bit about being able to go on the road and get those wins. Well, you know, that, yeah, those are two of the tougher places in the conference to go play any time. And uh, for us to go to Mingo and, and on Tuesday and then two days later go back to Chapmanville and, and beat them, um, that's really, um, you know, it says a lot about uh, our kids' toughness and, and, and being mentally tough. And, and um, so I thought we were we did just enough things to win in both situations and uh, we're kind of fortunate and, and come out with wins. Wade, you guys played a lot of basketball and a little bit of time recently. Uh, right now you're on a nice little break. You don't play again until uh, next Thursday at Winfield. So uh, no doubt a, a nice opportunity to, for you to – team to get some rest but also you to do a little teaching a little coaching yeah well we uh we can make in practice today we're gonna take a couple of days off and then we're gonna get back at it a little bit just kind of you know rest some nicks and bruises and uh things like that a little bit and kind of slow down a little bit get back to doing a few things a little bit better i felt like we've uh got away from doing a few things so we are just trying to, you know, you're just trying to, at this time of year, you're trying to grind things out and, and, and hopefully be peaking, you know, come middle of February. And that's kind of the where we're at right now. Coach, two big games coming up. Uh, I mean, you hate to kind of put so much weight into games in, you know, late January, but at the same time, when it comes to sectional seeding, you only get one game apiece with your sectional opponents, the way the, co- the conference breaks out. And uh, a game at Winfield next week, and then follow that up with a home game with Nitro. And in that section, it's very important to be the home team in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, that really is. And we've been lucky enough the last couple of years to do that and, um, you know, overcome some things and, and, and be there. So, yeah, these next two games, you know, you, you, you're right. It's in the January, and I don't know how critical it is, but it is critical as far as seeding is concerned. Um, at this time, and so we we need to go put up play and, and and put our best foot forward, and hopefully we're you know trending that direction. We uh, you know we've played pretty solid here the last couple of weeks, uh, at least week and a half or so, and, and so we're hoping we're heading that direction. Coach Wade Williamson of the Wayne Pioneer Girls Basketball Team picked up his 100th win in a 61-41 win over Gilmer County last Saturday at Pioneer Gym. He did not get the post-game announcement of it because 
I had miscounted. I was off a game. <laughs> you, I you made a mistake. <laughs> I will always admit when I make it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know Coach Williamson too. There's he, a chance that he would have missed, maybe misinformed me, so he wouldn't make he, that else out. He wouldn't. He owes you one, Wade. I do. I do. He I owes you one, one Coach. And I don't owe me nothing. Coach, congratulations though again. Thanks really for joining us. Tonight. I appreciate it. All right, it's Wade Williamson, head coach of the Wayne Lady Pioneers. We'll have time for a break. Come back. Talk standout athlete of the week. We've got Chris Kidd, Luke Creasy, Bill Lusk, Bill Nestor. Gang's all here on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Marshall's sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the voting results with you near the end of the show. Last week, 52% of you voted. Sectional tournament games should be played at neutral sites, 52%. This week, the question is, should schools within the same section be required to play each other in the regular season? Go to our website. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Give us a vote, yes or no tonight. You've got the 1145 tonight. And, of course, as we mentioned, you'll hear the results tonight near the end of the show. Basketball Friday night. West Virginia's high school basketball voice. And we want you to follow us on Twitter. Become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Big shout out to some of the folks following us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup, including Nick Keller, Archie Satterfield, Thomas Blades, Greg Woolard, Alex, Brittany Gibson, Doug Comer, Angel Blizzard. Thank you, Angel, for following us. Mark, WHSS. Trojan Media and Blair Vaughn. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. I told you we're behind. I wasn't lying. 1021, that's basketball Friday night in West Virginia, now to 1022. And I mean, you know, 20 minutes ago, I told you about all those phone calls that we had, and like half of them were still on hold, and I haven't got to them yet. I'm going as fast as I can. I will get to Chris Kidd, Luke Creasy, Bill Lusk, Bill Nestor in just a few moments. But first, we've got our special correspondent, Andrew Rogers, is with us to talk about our standout athlete of the week. This week, it's Obina and Achille Killen of Chapmanville Regional High School. And, Andrew, that young man has had a very successful high school basketball career. The numbers don't lie for him. His all-time record at Chapmanville, 84-8, and counting tonight's victory. He's been to the state championship game three consecutive years, won the last two years. So, high hopes for a fourth consecutive appearance. And a young man who has really grown 
not just off the court and at six foot nine, not just literally, <laughs> literally either, but also he's really grown on the court. He's really become more of a complete player. Absolutely. I had a chance to talk with his head coach, Brad Napper. He really pointed out how his freshman year he was really five feet and in, but since then he's been able to expand his game. They even use him at the one at times, and he pointed out they like to put him on the team's best player because he's so versatile and can guard so many different players. Of course, uh, he signed his letter of intent with Marshall uh, a couple months ago, uh, going with Coach Dan Tony. Coach Dan Tony worked him hard recruiting wise. Uh, he had offers from uh, Big Ten. Yeah, he had several offers, including from the Big Ten, Penn State, VCU. Good program there uh, in the the Atlantic Ten. Picks the herd. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, it's a huge get for Marshall as well. The top player rated by ESPN in the state and. With D'Antoni's system, it kind of fits well because he can shoot it from the outside but also can handle the basketball. A lot of expectations for him in a year, but right now he's finishing up a very successful high school career. He's Obina Anna Chili Killen. Andrew has more on this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. The late National Basketball Association Commissioner Emeritus David Stern may be accredited for making the game of basketball global. His impact and vision have opened up opportunities for young players around the world to seek opportunities in the United States. One player is Obina Anachili Killen, whose work ethic, talent, and leadership make him this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Anachili Killen grew up in Nigeria before eventually finding his way to his new home in Chapmanville, West Virginia at age 15. Since beginning his classes at Chapmanville Regional High School, the six foot nine senior forward is already a two-time state AA basketball champion and a first-team All-State player. As an essential member of the Tigers team that won a historic 54 straight games against in-state opponents before Chapmanville lost to Logan earlier this week, Anna Chili Killen averages 21 points, 11 rebounds, and four blocks per game. Despite his putting up stellar numbers and receiving accolades and interest from major colleges, Killen knows that he needs to expand upon several parts of his game. What I was trying to do at the point was, you know, not to rush myself into being an outside player. Wanted to start from the paint and, you know, walk my way up. That have helped, you know, my team a lot. It helped them from, you know, they could see it that me being a more versatile guy. I can, you know, you can put me on any sport. Because Anna Chili Killen is able to do more than a typical center, he has given head coach Brad Napper many different ways to use him on the court. It helps because he can, he can guard the other team's best player, whether it's a, you know, a wing or a post or he, you know, he's such a good shot blocker that, you know, even if you get beat, he can come from the, you know, the weak side and, and challenge shots at the rim and, and that helps you to be able to pressure the ball a lot more. And, and, you know, you can make some mistakes because he's usually in the back to, you know, sort of erase the mistakes. Coach Knapper credits Killen's desire to be good as to why he is one of the best players in the state. He's worked extremely hard, like I said, on his game. And, and uh, you know, the other guys can, you know, kind of see how hard he works. They want to get to a, a really high level. they got to put in as much work as, as, as he's put in. After home games, Anna Chili Killen may be found at a local restaurant interacting with younger children who look to him as their role model. Assistant coach Ashley Dalton says Anna Chili Killen not only makes an impact with his teammates, but within the entire Chapmanville community. He's the perfect example of what you would wish that your own child would turn out like. You know, he's humble, he does the right thing, you know, he's just that kid that the community's wrapped around. You know, he walks in a room and 
He's always smiling. He's always happy. Nothing negative, you know, from him. It's just all positive, just like he just lights the room up. So, you know, I grew this attachment to Obina, just like everybody else in Chapmanville has. And he's kind of, I guess you'd say, he's the center of the basketball team, and he's the center of the community. When he graduates from Chapmanville this spring, Anna Chili Killen will attend Marshall University on a basketball scholarship. The reason he chose the Thundering Herd is because of the family atmosphere. The more I kept going there, you know, everything got better. I wanted to go to a school that, that was going to, you know, bring me in as a family and, you know, teach me the way, you know, walk with me and believe in me on the basketball court. Before he begins his anticipated college journey, where playing major college basketball may help catch the eyes of NBA scouts, his immediate goal is to lead Chapmanville to its third straight state championship that will cap off one of the most remarkable high school careers in the state of West Virginia. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thanks so much, Andrew, and we hope to be able to speak with Obina and Chili Killen in, in a little bit later on in the program. and. Uh, Joe, before we go right back to the phone, obviously we don't have much time. But, right. uh, very, very humble young man. He is. I mean, you know, you see him at the ball games or before or after a game, you stop and he'll talk to you. And uh, just very friendly, very very cordial. Just somebody you enjoy talking to. Yeah, and, and looking forward to getting to talk to him here tonight. I know Mar- Marshall fans are very excited about uh, having him in a, in a Marshall uniform. And I will year. guarantee you, just as when uh, Shana Gore was uh, at Marshall playing women's basketball and there were always a lot of faces from Logan in the audience, there will be a lot of folks making the trip up from Chapmanville to watch Avina and the Herd in the future years. Route 10 will be hot. Route 10 will be smoking hot. Well, you know what's smoking hot right now are the phone lines here. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball <laughs> Friday night in West Virginia. We are almost <laughs> – we don't have we're any waiting. space. We need to, we need to go. So, uh, Bill Nestor – WPDX joins us now on the program, voice of the Robert Seabird Eagles. And, um, Bill, this uh, resurgence for RCB continuing. It sure has. Six straight wins, a big one tonight over Elkins, 57-24. It's all started with defense, guys. Uh, They did a good job holding the Tigers to single digits in every quarter in this contest. And during this six-game win streak, just allowing 32 points per game. Tonight, Corey Miles, the only senior contributor, major contributor, had 18 to lead away. Jeremiah King was 13. So a big win all around uh, over Elkins, setting up a, a big game tomorrow afternoon as Tug Valley comes to town. The last two Friday nights, Robert C. Bird has allowed 21 points to Fairmont Senior and then 24 tonight to Elkins. And you mentioned defense. It's, it's not just a talking point. That's legitimately strong defense. It really is. You know, the team buys into the, the theory of defense leads to easy offense. Uh, a lot of RCB's scoring is done in the fast-break style of play. Transition buckets, easy transition buckets are important. In order to get that, you've got to play solid defense, get some steals, and also rebound the ball well to kickstart the fast break. They're doing all of those things defensively, leading to scores. And at the same time, forcing other teams offensively away from the basket, not allowing them to get any offensive flow, and really getting a, getting a uh, good job providing uh, help side defense as well. They've got a couple guys averaging a couple block shots a game, and so it's really been a good team uh, atmosphere here uh, during this six-game win streak. So tomorrow, Tug Valley will make the trip from Naugatuck up Route 119 to Charleston, hit 79 to Clarksburg. And then over to one Eagle Way to take on the Eagles tomorrow afternoon. And then Robert C. Bird will also have a game next week 
at North Marion. And then next Friday night, a home game with Buchanan Upshur. Bill Nestor, always a pleasure. Sorry we don't have a lot of time tonight, though. Guys, thanks for giving me a chance to talk with you. Have a great rest of the show and a great weekend as well. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate that. That's Bill Nestor, WPDX, voice of the Robert C. Bird Eagles. And, you know, big win uh, this week for Logan over Chapman. They'll do one more call before the break, and that is Zach Green, head coach of the Logan Wildcats. They also get a win tonight over Wayne. And, um, Joe, I know you, you, you know Coach Green pretty well. I'll let you handle this. All right. Good deal. Coach, uh, first of all, uh, a lot of excitement in this running Wildcat basketball. This is something you wanted to get to. You guys are really speedsters on the floor. I mean, hustle uh, from really start to finish. Yeah, we've uh, this young group of kids I have, uh, they really like to play that style. And, and um, you know, when, when David left us early in the summer, we decided that that was the, the way that we were going to go, you know, the last couple of years. Um, we hadn't, we had offensively. Um, you know, push the basketball some, but we hadn't, um, you know, applied a lot of full court pressure and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> it's something that uh, our guys have really bought into, and, and we're doing it well right now. Coach, uh, you, you're kind of rebuilding from last year. You know, at one point you were down to really uh, Mitchell Hayner was your only return man with uh, very much experience. But I'll tell you what, you've mixed some uh, underclassmen in with these uh, this senior leadership uh, from David Early, and you've got yourself one heck of a basketball team right now. Well, my young guys have been winners uh, from every level, from the time that they were – you know, five, six-year-old kids playing all-stars and, and all the way up. And, you know, they, they went on the big run in the Little League baseball tournament, and they've won conference championships and football, basketball, baseball. It's just just a big group of kids that, that are uh, really bought into winning and, and playing together. And uh, it, it makes life as a coach a lot easier when you have kids that are like that. Coach, uh, big win over Chapmanville earlier. You know, you knocked off uh, that big win streak they had. What, what did that do to your ball team? Well, guys, I mean, it, it, it's a big win, but like I told our guys in the locker room, um, we didn't walk away with any trophies last night. I mean, that, that's uh, obviously it's a boost of confidence. It, it Finally, someone in the state has beat them. Um, but um, at the end of the day, um, you know, our goal was to get to Charleston and, and win a state championship. So um, it, it was a good win, um, but we've got to continue to grind and get better every day in order to get to where we need to be. Coach, having been able to watch your game against Chapmanville earlier this week uh, on video productions, also watched a little bit of your game against Wayne tonight. One thing I noticed that, that really stood out about your team was how well they share the ball. Yes, David Early had 40 points tonight, but your team moves the ball so well, it makes them very difficult to defend. Yeah, we're a little bit different than I've, my teams in the past have been. I have a team full of perimeter guys. Um, you know, obviously David and Mitchell can score inside, uh, but but uh those two guys are surrounded by a bunch of guys that can score the ball and are skilled and shoot the ball well so um and and all those guys are unselfish so uh again it it makes it easy when you have a a team full of guys that that are skilled and create for each other and are very unselfish uh it, it makes offense really easy Logan Wildcats get their ninth win of the season seventh in a row as they defeat Wayne tonight 91 to 53 at Willie Acres Arena at the Logan Fieldhouse. Games next week at Nitro, and then a little bit of a break. So, um, Coach Green, thanks for joining us. Big week for your program, and uh, certainly look forward to talking to you again as the season progresses. 
Thank you guys for having me. All right, that's Thanks, Head Coach, Coach Zach Green of the Logan Wildcats. We have to step aside and take a break. I'm sorry. Joe, go, get your statement in real quick. I was just going to say real quick, they've played most of their games on the road till this point. Now most of the second half season and will be in Willie Akers' arena. Watch out. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because obviously they defend the home court well. They're playing very well. We're going to step aside take a break. Come back. Dave Morrison, Bill Lusk, Luke Creasy, Chris Kidd. Yeah, I've said a few of those names multiple times going to the race, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about them when we come you. back in just a minute on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Haley McClure. Greenbrier East Spartans, Ryan Leap, Lincoln Cougars, Gage Huffman, Tyler Consolidated Knights, Rachel Bates, Valley Wetzel Lumberjills, and tonight, Obina and a Chili Killer. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, and we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Also, join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Lots of folks joining us tonight. Shout out to our newest Twitter followers just moments ago, Scott Skyhawks, Kay, and Garage Golf. Also, a shout out to Rick Marshall, Jared Sandy, Vargo, Alan, Tara, Tanner, and Gary Justice and Blair Vaughn. They're all part of the family. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Following us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Don't forget, join us every Friday night, 9 to midnight. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10-37, and we are pedal to the metal on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside of Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell. You guys, I don't need the name tags for, I promise. It's just, <laughs> it's all these other guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm still feeling bad about that one two weeks ago. Anyway, uh, we don't have a lot of time to waste because we've got a, a, a queue full of callers. Chris Kidd's hanging in there. Keep on hanging on, Chris. I promise we're coming to you soon. Luke Creasy, I promise we'll get to you in just a moment. Bill Lusk, buddy, we'll get to you in just a moment as well. But right now, let's go to our correspondent of Region 3. He had... Uh, All know, kinds of one excitement one of, this yeah, week. Yeah, great basketball game tonight, too, as Wyoming East comes back from 14 points behind to beat Westside. He is the Dave behind SuperDaveSports.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
Sports journalist Dave Morrison. Dave, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Well, man, how are you doing this evening? I, I like that, that. That music is quite apropos after uh, I need to be a super duper this evening and fly around in the gym and see what was going on. He tries to wind down after a game and we pump him up, you know. <laughs> a big... Hey, heck, hey, heck, heck of a game tonight. And uh, if the if everybody was saying the Wyoming East-West Side uh, rivalry is dead, it just uh, re- reappeared tenfold tonight. i tell you what. <laughs> yeah. It was a great game. Uh, you mentioned that Westside was up 14 and Wyoming came back. But what precipitated that comeback was the fact that there was an, there was an altercation on the court. It was a, it appeared to be a fan coming out of the stand. I think it was a parent, a Westside player, and I put video on my Twitter site, SDD Sports. And uh, you can go there and see Sean Jenkins' take on it from Westside and Wyoming East Derek Brooks, um, his take on the, the uh, practice. But... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was reminding me of some of the older Wyoming West Side battles, and a lot of people had said that rivalry was was dying down, and you know they play so often anymore it took some probably take some of the luster off of it. But what happened anyway? Wyoming was up, I think, eleven when the breakers broke out, and uh, Wyoming went on a it, the ten minute delay seemed to inspire Wyoming East. It seemed to take something out of West Side, and Wyoming East went on a twenty to four run and uh, completely took over the, the game down the stretch and uh, won that game uh, by five, I believe the final was. It was 56-51 final. Um, so, and, and in these games, they typically are low scoring because people are trying to, the margin for errors down a little bit when you're playing your county rival, as uh, most people know. So you're not going to get the uh, other region three game we had tonight. Uh, I think Independence and Riverside was 109-100. to 100. Of course, Shady Springs, undefeated with win over Bluefield, but the game of Wyoming East, it, it was special because it did kind of bring the rivalry back. Now, you never want to see it get to that quite to that uh, point where it did, but really, McQuaid Canada came back from an injury this evening. He'd been off for three games, and he kind of uh, led that matchup down the or led that win down the stretch. He had 23 points in the game. Ethan Blackburn was 17 for Westside. Big win. So it was 61-51 actually. Yeah, there you go. 51 yeah. to final. I want to get that right. You know, while he's making free throws at the uh, end of the game, they're stretch that one out. Uh, and Dave, I know you obviously when you're at a Wyoming East or West Side game, that it's hard to kind of even think about anything happening outside those four walls. But there was another big game in Region Three tonight. Bluefield went to Shady Spring, and uh, Shady Spring overcoming another double-digit deficit and staying yeah, undefeated. You know it seems like, and I've talked to Ronnie Olson about this before, it seems like it almost seems like his team needs to be down to start coming back. And he said, he told me during, uh, the, I think, the CTC tournament up in Beckley, he told me that might be his fault because he he runs uh, scrimmages in his uh, practice where he puts the starters down from anywhere between 11 and 17 to see if they can come back. So he said, you know, maybe maybe we better better stop doing that. We seem to, But they do seem to play better when they get when they get behind, but they feel a little heat at this when they're playing their best. And uh, so, again, big win for Shady Spring also. I just will say uh, some other news coming out of your area from Liberty High School. They're suspending one of their programs because of the lack of players? Yeah, Liberty, uh, the Liberty girls basketball team, uh, they had been on the line for the last three years really with a, a number of athletes. They've been down to 
as many as six and finish the season. This year they had eight players to start the season. I think they had three defections, one um, ineligible. So, uh, you know, in the second semester, they just didn't have enough bodies. Four bodies, you guys know, won't quite do it. I have seen I have seen some teams uh, finish with uh, three and four players on the court before, but you don't want to start a game like that. Not good for anyone. But, yeah, they had, so they had to suspend the program. Hopefully they can bring that back in the future. That's the second time I remember a double-A-sized program having to suspend in the season. Poca had to do yeah, it crazy. Uh, just, several years ago, just don't too. have enough participation there. Yeah, and, and that's something that you know you, you definitely hate to hear about, hate to see, because you know playing games, you know, that's part of the high school experience right there, and uh, that's something that uh, several kids who want to now can't because there aren't enough of them to be able to do so. So that's just... That's a rough game. Four girls and one probably wanted to play, and now they can't. You're right. Yeah, so that's definitely a, definitely a rough go. Dave, um, how long do you make your schedule out in advance for to go <laughs> to games? That's one thing I'm curious about. Um, usually, um, I think we've got the uh, next week planned out now. Usually about a week or so in advance <laughs> because things tend to change so much. That's right, especially uh, in January and February with weather and everything else. But so far, not we've not had that. Five days. Yeah, so far <laughs> that we've not had that problem. Days. Thank yeah. goodness. Knock wood. Yeah, that's no, the, and I hope it stays that way. You're right. Don't, <laughs> hey, don't <laughs> jinx it. He's at SDD Sports on Twitter. He's SuperDaveSports.com's Dave Morrison. Dave, always a pleasure to talk Region Three basketball with you. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. You guys have a great evening. Thanks, you as well. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will talk with our standout athlete of the week, Obina Anachilli Killen. He's on hold now, and that means a little bit longer wait for Chris Kidd, Luke Creasy, and Bill Lusk. Guys, I promise we're doing our best to get to you all. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia rolls on after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our affiliates out there throughout the Mountain State carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia, including Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. We're also on Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM, and The Ticket 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. On tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, and you can hear us in Romney on 104.1 FM, WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC and Spencer. We're in Maitwan on 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Maitwan, 103.7 FM, 
Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. Check it out, basketballnight.com. Go over to our affiliates page. Find a station near you. Join us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Bling. <clears throat> 10.47 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Happy to have you along on the fastest three hours in radio, especially tonight. For whatever reason, it seems like we've had a lot to talk about and where these moments just seem to be just getting away from us. So we will talk with Chris Kidd, WVOW, in just a moment. Um, he had the Chapmanville Poker Boys game tonight, which we're going to talk a lot about in a moment as well. Luke Creasy had the Grace Christian win over Tulsa in girls basketball in overtime. We'll talk with him. Bill Lusk is an assistant coach with the Man Hillbillies. We'll talk with him in just a moment as well. But right now, it's time to meet our standout athlete of the week. He is the highest-rated Recruit in West Virginia high school basketball. That that discounts Huntington Prep. That's a different organization right. altogether. But uh, he would fit right in with that talent. Absolutely, to be honest he with would. You. And uh, he had a big game tonight for his ball club as they go on the road and beat Polka. He is Obina and a Chili Killen, senior from Chapmanville Regional High School and a Marshall signee. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Obina, first off, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, big, Thank you. Big bounce back win tonight for your ball club going into a very difficult place to play in Polka and uh, beating the dots by five. Tell me a little bit about that ball game tonight. Well, he was pretty intense. You know, he was a packed game. And, you know, both of, the, both of us, we played well. And, uh... You know, Poker they got a pretty, you know, a, a pretty good team, a good coach, and you know they got Isaac McMillie, which is the top recruit. I, I think you know our, our guys played, you know, played their bottles. You know, my teammates played their bottles, and uh, the young guys too. They did their part to win the game. Abina, you uh, talking about you selected Marshall because of the family atmosphere. Uh, you're just one of those guys that's really down to earth, very humble, and very easy to talk to. So, how tough was the decision to go to Marshall? Yeah, he he, he wasn't you know he wasn't pretty much he wasn't that tough because you know I wasn't looking at school because of the name and. I, I I I knew for I knew that you know Marshall was going to be the place you know ever, ever since I came here I go here you know they've been by my side when I'm down or whatever they've been beside me watching me and you know sometimes you know just you know that alone makes makes a difference on other crew that makes you know that makes that makes you know that they they really need me and stuff and you know. I wanted to do something over there. Abena, uh, talk about how how you've worked on your game because you talk. We've talked to your uh, your coaches, and uh, certainly over the years, uh, you've gone from just maybe a, a five foot uh, on in player, where you're you're even out at times playing point guard. Uh, you know, talk about how you're, you've grown your game over the years. Well, I I, I try to uh, 
ease up on it. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to just, you know, start being a three-point shooter on day one. You know, I started from, I started from low, from inside to, you know, out. You know, I started working on my post moves. And I, when I got better at that, I started working on my mid-range. Then after that, you know, I extended my game. So I think, you know, me easing up to it, you know, helped me a lot. Abina, something that everyone that I, I've talked to about you over the past couple of years, something that keeps being relayed to me, kind of a common theme, is they talk about how you just enjoy life and, and enjoy just talking with people, and, and especially like the kids, the younger kids in the community that come to games, uh, hang out, talk with them at the gym or, or Giovanni's after the game. Uh, just, just tell me a little bit about uh, you know, what that's like and you know, those kids look up to you. Yeah, you know, even, you know, the town, you know, they, there's a lot of good people in that town. You know, they have they have been beside me through the right and the wrongs, through the good and the bad. And, you know, I've just appreciated, you know, I feel like a lucky guy, you know, coming over there to, you know, coming over there to the town and the community. And, you know, they just love me because it's hard for me to see it somewhere else. Hey, Obina, I got, I've got a question for you. You know, we always talk about coaches and so forth. How tough is Coach Brad Knapper on you during the ball game at times? Uh, <laughs> he's pretty tough because, you know, he he, he expects more from me. You know, he expects me to, you know, dominate every single time because, you know, he's seen me do it before. So, so sometimes, you know, he hurts him. When I, you know, don't dominate or don't play hard, he, you know, that hurts him because he, he knows the kind of player that I am. Obina Anachilli Killen, our standout athlete of the week from Chapmanville Regional High School and a Marshall signee. Obina, it's been a pleasure getting to talk with you tonight, and congratulations on the win over Polka. Congratulations on all the accolades that you have uh, accomplished so far, and we look forward to seeing what the future holds with you as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's Obina Anachilli Killen. We talked about Bill Evans' uh, award candidates. Obviously, he's another one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He, he goes kind of right to the front line. Staying with the, the Logan County theme here, Bill Lusk is an assistant coach with the Man Hillbillies. He has been so nice to stay with us for nearly 50 minutes on hold. And, Bill, sorry it took so long. We're glad to finally get to you, though. And uh, tell you what, it's good time for basketball in all of Logan County right now, isn't it? Yeah, got all three teams playing real well, especially uh, you know, especially ourselves. Uh, picked up uh, you know, a big win tonight, fifty-five forty-two over uh, Lincoln County, ninth-ranked team in Class AA. Uh, it's our first ever win over Lincoln County. In fact, you know, we've only played ten times, but uh, you know, up until then we were you know we were zero and ten, and it's also the first time that we've uh, that we've beat a ranked opponent. Since uh, March seventh, two thousand twelve, and that was uh, over Huntington St. Joe, who was number four in Class A, and that was in the Class A Region Four Championship at Huntington High School. So it, it's been it's been a while, and for these boys, they're 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 making a, a little bit of history, writing a lot of rewriting a lot of history at uh, Man High School. Last Saturday, we beat Riverside. That's our um, that was our first ever, or our, not our first ever. That was our first win over a Triple A program. Since December 21st, uh, 2000, we beat Brooke in the Spring Valley Holiday Tournament, and I know people are probably thinking, you know, I'm, you know, um, you know, just running these facts off. But you know, you've been around the program as much as I have and followed the kids. Uh, you know, these these tend to stick with you, and especially tonight. 
and he's got the stats to back him up, I guarantee it. Bill, the only blemish on the schedule, a tough game against uh, Logan. Uh, what do you and, uh, and the coach Blevins do to, to kind of regroup and rebound, you know, build the confidence back up in your players to move on through the rest of the season? Well, we just really wasn't a whole lot that, you know, we could really do after the Logan game. I mean, they just come out and, you know, took care of business. But uh, I felt we were a little intimidated in that game. And we just told the kids that they had to get back to playing, you know, what what had us uh, 5-0 and going into the Logan game. We had to get back. We had to get back to playing hillbilly basketball, which was rebounding the basketball, getting out in transition, running our offenses, and just doing the, doing the, doing the little things that you know, got us five and zero. Oh. And we've uh, we've rebounded uh, rather nicely. Picked up a road win over Pikeview Wednesday night. It definitely wasn't you know wasn't easy over there as you know Dave Morrison tell you. Region three's got some competitive teams and Pikeview plays a tough schedule when you're up there in Region three with Shady and Westside and Wyoming East, Bluefield, just you know just to name a few. There. There's some some good basketball up there and then we came back and pretty much done it uh, on the defensive end, limited them to 29 percent shooting from the field and um, Austin Ball asserted asserted himself uh, early in the game. And finished with 26, 26 points, thirteen rebounds. They you know, they really didn't have an answer for Austin tonight, and you know we we fed off of Austin's energy and picked up you know a win over a ranked opponent, but also a win in the section, and that's going to go that's going to go a long way. And uh, towards the end of the season, when the sectional seeds uh, come out, and we've got a few more sectional opponents on our schedule before that happens, and. Hopefully we can pick those up, and we're 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 going to be anxiously watching the uh, news feeds on Monday evening to to see if we can crack the uh, top ten for the first time since the 2015-16 season, and it's it's been longer than that since we've done it as a double A team. Hey Bill, we're coming uh, up on a hard break, and I got a real quick question. You, on the schedule, it says you guys play CLC Monday or Tuesday night. Who is that? Cross Lanes Christian. Oh, okay, gotcha. We uh. Yeah, Cross Lanes Christian. We had an earlier cancellation in the year with Mercer Christian, and it left us with uh, yeah, looking for a games, and uh, they happen to, to have one. And I don't know if we're going to get the Point Pleasant game in or not, so we're still, you know, we're looking for a game out there, and we're making a few calls, and hopefully we pick up that 22nd game uh, to close out the year. But uh, good start to the season so far, 7-1. and one. And I, I don't mind the wait. I mean, I, it could be. Well, I could be Bo Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Uh, well, you've challenged us now. <laughs> hey, hey we're, we're out of time, Bill. Thanks so much. Keep that youngin' in line. Oh, uh, well, I definitely came in. I, I got, you know, Brody on the iPad tell me every time they said my name. And uh, I got Bronx is down in the floor, had me a five-pound bucket of animal crackers, keeping me, uh, keeping my appetite from, you know. So. There you go. That's, it's never a dull moment here. So. Absolutely. That's Bill Loss, consistent coach of the Man Hillbillies. We've got to step aside, take a break. We'll come back. We will get you a scoreboard update. We will talk with Chris Kidd, WVOW, Luke Creasy, Wayne County News, and Amy Chapman, head coach of Gilmer County, when we come back. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. 
There's many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. But if your station doesn't carry basketball Friday night, you need to call them and tell them they need to carry this show. It's free. You can go to our affiliates page, find a station near you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're on Facebook Live. Uh, go to Basketball Friday Night on Facebook or on uh, Periscope. Of course, that's Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And uh, in the uh, Huntington region, we're on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Thanks for sending all the pictures to us if you're watching. We appreciate all the pictures we get of your games. We love to include those, so send them to us at scores at basketballnight.com. Send them to us on Twitter. Lots of places that you can connect with us. And we want to thank the rest of our radio stations that we're on uh, tonight, too, including 104.5 FM WASP LP in Huntington. We're also on... 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM. Heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX Wheeling. 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY and Moundsville. We're also on 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for green and white days? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. All happy to have you along with us. We'll talk with Amy Chapman, head coach of the Gilmer County Lady Titans, in just a moment. We'll also talk with Luke Creasy and Chris Kidd, who have been on hold for a combined two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> we'll get to them in just a moment the as Man. well. But first, we're going to get a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. We will start with the girls' scores this time around. Clay Battelle defeats Tigers Valley tonight, 45-35. It was Greater Beckley Christian, a 62-42 win over the Richwood Lumberjills. Also tonight, Musselman defeats Hedgesville, 55-41. Hundred picks up a win over East Richland, Ohio, 49-26. Jefferson defeats South Hagerstown, Maryland, 
63-23. The Petersburg Vikings girls are 12-2 after defeating Moorfield tonight, 47-33. Martinsburg defeats Spring Mills, 49-39. In overtime, it was Grace Christian behind 29 points from Emily Hutchinson, defeating the Tulsa Lady Rebels, 63-59. Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes with a big win tonight. 94-35 over Williamstown. That's an eye-opener, not just for the the win, but for the margin. The Crusaderettes are 12-0. Pocahontas County defeats Tucker County tonight, 47-45. It was Robert C. Bird, a 41-35 winner over Liberty Harrison. Also tonight in girls' high school basketball, it was Mingo Central, 55. Lincoln County, 49. Summers County, Gavin Pavant. There we go. Gavin Pavant scores her 1,000th career point, 31 points for the game to lead the Bobcats to an 83-34 win over Greenbrier West. And also tonight, the Lady Highlanders of Webster County defeat Doddridge County, 58-53. Here's Bill with the boys' score. We have all but four boys' scores in tonight, and uh, we will uh, start right here. First off, uh, Cameron tonight loses to Tigers Valley 57-42, and that game was decided with a Garrett Scott game-winning layup of 3.5 seconds left. So Tigers Valley gets the win. Pendleton County over uh, East Hardy tonight, 50-43. It was Liberty. Actually, this is a halftime score. Liberty Harrison's leading Valley West. So this is 24-18 back to finals. Mingo Central beats Herbert Hoover 51-48. It was Winfield 68, Nitro 58. Chapmanville 45-40 winner over Polka. Uh, Grace Christian gets the win over St. Joe tonight 53-52. Bluefield loses to Shady Spring 73-70. Wheeling Park beat Martins Ferry, Ohio big time 62-27. Tulsa falls to Van 75-71. Greenbrier East 70-30 winners over Covington, Virginia. Webster County uh, beat Braxton County tonight, 77-69. Fairmont Senior gets a W over Buchanan Upshur, 52-47. Charleston Catholic playing well, beating Buffalo Putnam, 81-51. It was Cabell Midland staying undefeated, beating Hurricane, 76-58. The Knights now 10-0. Clay County beat Dodgers County, 96-55. It was East Fairmont over Preston, 78-64. Kaiser losing to Frankfurt's 56-39. It was Grafton beating Lewis County 75-66. Greenbrier West over Meadowbridge 74-34. Meadowbridge still winless on the year. Mountain Ridge Maryland beats Hampshire 72-50. It was Harmon uh, 56-39 winner over Pocahontas County. Hundred beat East Richland, Ohio 69-38. It was Huntington 49, St. Albans 43. Riverview beats Independence 109-100. 209 combined points in that one. Pikeview beats James Monroe 71-47. Uh, Jefferson uh, beat South Hagerstown, Maryland tonight 65-61. John Marshall loses to Morgantown. 85-38. Logan over Wayne, 91-53. 40 points, 17 rebounds for David Early for the Wildcats. Man beats Lincoln County, 55-42. Gregor Beckley Christian over Mountain View, 65-46. Notre Dame beat Tug Valley, 69-56. Parkersburg over Capital, 
77 to 70. It was Petersburg 69, Berkeley Springs 54, Lincoln over Villa Barber 63-53, Summers County over Richwood 53 to 50, Williamstown beat Ritchie County 62. Uh, 42 Spring Valley, 75-54 winners over Riverside. It was 27 points for C.J. Meredith for Spring Valley in that one. Gilbert County over Roan County, 43-40. Robert C. Bird over Elkins, uh, 57-24. Ravenswood, 59. Sissonville, 55. Burke County falls to St. Mary's, 75-49. Steubenville Central Catholic uh, of Ohio beating uh, Wirt Madonna, 67-59. 67-59. Madonna Magnolia beat uh, Tyler Consolidated 52-38. Pawpaw loses to Union 71-55. Federal Hawking over Wahama 78-37. That's Federal Hawking of Ohio. Brook Falls to Weir 62-51. George Washington uh, 84-80 loses to Woodrow Wilson. Uh, wild Game. Wyoming East beats Westside 61-51. Uh Coach Dave Rogers, 774th career win. Martinsburg beats Spring Mills, 72-36. Finally, Hedgesville, 43. Musselman, 36. Told you we had a bunch of scores. Yeah, we're get the fire extinguisher out on Bill over there. He's hot. Yeah, we're going to give Bill a second to catch his breath because that was a full-on. That was full-on. Yes. Wide open. That was a full score. I got a score correction. I was told by the Van Bulldog assistant coach that they actually lost the game tonight to Tulsa 75-71. So I think we had the score backwards on that one. Just correction. I'll tell you what. I, I, I will, we will fix that right now. Give me one second here, and I will fix it on our little score sheet, and we'll get it back to the guys in the back, and they can uh, get that corrected tweet out and get this uh, get this taken care of. This is live radio, and we're doing this right on the air. Guys, just hang in here for one more second. You can tell he's a professional producer. You know, just change just things on the right fly. Does this every day? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Long story short there, but um, you just have no idea. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, I'll tell you who does have a good idea, though. One, first, Bo Anderson's going to be on hold for a little while. We'll get to him in a moment. Uh, He's but, already at two minutes. Yeah, but he can't hold any longer than Luke and Chris have because they we would be off the air by the time we got to him if we did that. We're They're still up, on hold. We're going to take up collection for Chris on pay cell phone. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best for that. But right now I want to talk with Amy Chapman. She is the head coach of the Gilmer County Lady Titans. 10-2 and two on the season. I had a chance to see this ball club play uh, last Saturday when they made the trip to Wayne. Coach Chapman joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. First, nice to have you back. It's been a while since we've been able to speak. Mm, yes, thank, thank, thank you so much for the call. I mean, it's been a while. It, yes, it, it, it has, absolutely has. 10-2, and two, uh, your ball club so far this season, and a very young team. Tell me about uh, how this team is made up. Uh, well, I'm telling you, this uh, this team is uh, is real exciting. Uh, last year, you know, they put together 17 wins, made it, you know, second round in the sectionals, and uh, we returned a big nucleus of that that team to this year. And you know, they've they've been doing some pretty nice things this year. And uh, last Saturday was a big test for us against Wayne, and I was anxious for that game and. Uh, didn't was not disappointed. I knew what uh, how how the uh, Wayne's program was, and it was absolutely fantastic for my program and uh, the youth for our kids. And you know they were tested, so it was exciting to see how they how they 
responded, and I was very pleased. Even though we we lost that game, I was um, absolutely pleased with how they battled and fought, and they didn't give up that fight. Um, so, you know, they've they've done some good things this year. They're they're they are young, so um, very anxious to see what uh, the rest of the season and their futures hold. Have four sophomores in the starting lineup and. Uh, able to bounce back from that game too. Uh, not only did they, did the, you know, you, as you mentioned, they competed all the way through the final horn in that uh, in that loss at Wayne, but able to turn around and kind of put that right back in the rear view and uh, play very well in a in a fifty six fourteen win over Clay County earlier this week too. Yeah, I mean they uh, even with the practices after with uh, with Wayne and going into Clay, you know they they bounced back. They didn't. Uh, you know, um, dwell on on that loss, and they were challenged, and they knew that uh, Wayne's a good program, and they were going to be physical, and the physicality level was going to be um, right up there where we needed it to be. And uh, for, in order for us to grow as a basketball team, and and they accepted that they we we got a film, we had a game film after that game, and we got to dissect it and. We were exposed, and we got to see what some of the things that we needed to really uh, fine-tune. And that sophomore group, they're so coachable. So, you know, we could um, drill them and uh, break things down, and they could see where their mistakes, what was going what was going wrong for them when that pressure um, got on them. And so, I mean, that's exciting that you, you get a good – coachable group and can learn from uh games like saturday so yeah they um we bounce back good we, we bounce back well coach you're you're number five right now in the uh ap uh, single a poll but no rest for the worry you got number two parkersburg catholic coming up <laughs> yeah. on monday night yeah we're anxious we're we're super anxious we've had four days to prepare for parkersburg catholic the beast um you know marty Veerheller and, and uh, the rest of the coaching staff there, they do a great job with these, this crew. This crew is a, a great crew. Super proud of this program. You know, we're, we're anxious for this challenge, I think. My, my kids are, um, they're accepting this. They, they're competitors. Um, they're athletes, of course. So, you know, they have the mindset they want to play the best and, they're going to take on the best, and they're not going to back down from the best, and they're they're anxious for it. And you know, it's, I think it's going to be good for good for us for sure. So, you know, we're we're just excited to get to Monday. We like I said, we we've, we've had four days to prepare for Catholic, and you know, we're just going to see how we hold up hold up against the best. Then they go in the, what I call the county schools. They play Clay County, Doddridge County, Braxton County, Calhoun County, Webster County, Roan County, and Lincoln County all in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good stretch for us going leading into that postseason. Um, obviously, uh, you know, in our uh, when we talk about our, our scheduling, we obviously want to go in strong at this time of the year with a lot of challenges to get us ready for what we're going to see if we when we get to that postseason and how far we can get. And if we obviously if we get to the to Charleston, we're going to see um, you know Catholic, 
St. Joe's and some of these other, um, you know, great programs that are just rolling this year. And, um, and we need that going in as far as scheduling goes. So, you know, we're anxious. Like, you know, we, we obviously, as far as our uh, conference play goes, you know, one of our goals is to get to our conference championship game, which we're, again, we're going to see partners for Catholic most likely or Williamstown or um, some of those big those uh, programs that are really just you know doing well over on that on the side of the LKC uh, which the LKC is just such a great conference anyway so uh, we're anxious to just to get to that point and and take on those challenges the Gilmer County Lady Titans are 10-2 and two and ranked number five in class single A. Amy Chapman, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank yeah, uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Yeah. All right, that's Amy Chapman, head coach of the Lady Titans. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Gavin Pavant of Summers County. She scored her 1,000th career point tonight. We'll also talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, and I promise you in our next segment – Luke Creasy and Chris Kidd will make it to air. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc. Thanks for joining us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, as we mentioned, follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers. Just a few moments ago, K-Tom, Steve Keenan, Joe Chrislip, Amber, Scott Skyhawks, K-Garage Golf. Also, we want to mention Andrew Linville, Aiden Slack, Derek W. Lowe, UHS Athletic Booster, Country Roads 2023, SAHS Bar School, Lincoln Athletics, Duncan Goldberg, Jay Minnick, and George Wilmore. We're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Don't forget, send us pics of your team's game and your fans, and we'll feature it on our video feed. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. 
Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11-17 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville and Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you along with us as well on this January 17th, 2020 Episode 6 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia of this season. 94 overall. We're getting old. Almost to 100 episodes. We'll be there uh, a little bit later on in the year. Uh, One thing that we like to do, though, is is we kind of scan the game, scan the results, what's going on throughout the course of the night, try to find topical things to be able to talk with you about as quickly as we can. That's why we'll get to Chris Kidd and Luke Creasy in a moment, our resident referee, Bo Anderson. But first... We go back to the phone lines. Gavin Pavant uh, plays for Summers County for the Lady Bobcats, and she scored her 1,000th career point tonight in helping her basketball team uh, to a win, 83-34 over Greenbrier West. Gavin joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Gavin, first off, congratulations. Thank you so much, and thank you for um, offering me this opportunity to be on the show tonight. Oh, no problem. And uh, tell me a little bit about this this career now. One thousand career points for you. Um, when did you start seeing that this was a, a reachable goal? Well, honestly, um, I could not be here, and I could not have accomplished it tonight without my teammates. I have wonderful teammates: uh, Taylor Isaac, my younger sister Solon Pavant, Cheyenne Graham. Skylar Angel, they're all the best teammates in the world. They were super selfless tonight, and they have been the past several years, and as well as our coaching staff. Um, head coach Chad Metter and assistant coaches Rick Levins and former teammate Hannah Taylor and Jason Stover, they've all been super supportive, and they've pushed me, and they've been great throughout this process. Your ball club is 10-3 and three this season, and Summers County is a tradition-rich girls' basketball program. I'm sure you saw a lot of that as you were growing up. And tell me a little bit about, you know, when you're in that community and in that basketball-rich area and all the success that school had, a 105-game winning streak at one point, you know, several years ago now, but not that long ago. Uh, you grow up in that type of uh, youth sports environment and now getting to, to, you know, to represent your school and to hit a milestone. That's got to be a... That'd be kind of overwhelming in its own way. It definitely is sometimes, but the excitement of the game days and the community all coming together and supporting the team—it's—it's amazing, really. Um, It makes it all worth it. That's for sure. We have the most supportive community and fans. Your ball club will be back in action next Thursday when Midland Trail visits Summers County, visits Hinton for that contest. Gavin Pavant, 31 points tonight, 1,000 for her career. Congratulations on that milestone. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you very much. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Van Bulldogs' uh, Carly LaFouch. Uh, she broke the 1,000-point mark uh, a couple of games ago as the Bulldogs 6-4 and four on the season. So. You know, I've been promising now for a long time that we would talk with Luke Creasy, Chris Kidd, <laughs> Bo Anderson. Bo, we'll get to you in a moment. We'll just, but Luke Creasy had the uh, Tulsa Grace Christian girls basketball game tonight. And Luke, after an hour and a half of listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, we will open the mic and allow you to speak finally. And uh, that was a great ball game tonight. Grace Christian just a little bit, uh, a little bit too much at the end. Yeah, and I've had a lot of time to reflect on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's good to be back on the show. But, uh, Ryan, you're right. You know, awesome ball game tonight. 
Um, Grace Christian's been impressive really all year. Um, I, I got the opportunity to see uh, that win they had over Chapmanville uh, early on this year. Over, uh, that game was actually played at Tulsa High School. But um, super impressive ball club. It's led by Emily Hutchinson. She had 29 points tonight. Um, really uh, the heart and soul of that team. And it's free throw shooting down the stretch. You know, I, so many times we get into like talking about how you know, important free throws are, but it, it was true tonight. Uh, six of nine in overtime, uh, 12 of 17 on the evening. Um, and in a four-point game, that, ma- that makes a world of a difference. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and what a game that was, too. 53, or 63-59 was the final. Grace Christian got the win in that. And, and now you've, you've seen some very good basketball games that have come right down to the wire this week. Yeah, have I uh, earlier this week? I was uh, at Wayne. Uh, Wayne uh, went right down to the wire with Huntington St. Joe. Uh, obviously, playing a little bit shorthanded right now are the Irish. Um, a couple of their top leading scorers out, but uh, Wayne battled back from an eleven point deficit at halftime, and then uh, had the opportunity to win it at the end. They were down sixty one fifty nine. Um, in, the, in the final fifteen seconds, after Jalen Motley had hit a, a go ahead shot. Um, and then uh, Jake Merritt had two attempts at it, and, and Daniel Bryant had one. Uh, Nick Bryant had one. Uh, airballed two of those opportunities uh, there at the end. The three-point shot would have won the game, but uh, falls up just short. And Wayne, Wayne's still looking for that win um, here recently now on a, a five-game losing streak. Uh, it's been a kind of tough go for them, and they're playing some really good basketball teams in the midst of that, too. Cardinal Conference is very unforgiving when you talk about Chapmanville, Polka. I mean, Scott's really good. They beat Charleston Catholic uh, last, last night. night, and we know how good Charleston Catholic is. And then, you know, Mingo Central's really good this year, too. And then, you know, Polka, Chapmanville, Slogan. Yeah. There's, there's top to bottom. Uh, it's, it's just, it's rugged. It's very rugged. Well, I, after one of the, I, I think it was, uh, I, I was there for. Um, the the first matchup between Logan and Wayne boys basketball this year, and I was talking with uh, head coach Sam Coconauer after the game, and he, he just kind of took a look around at all the banners that are hanging around uh, Wayne High School not the not not the championship banners, but the uh, logos of everybody else in the Cardinal Conference. Um, really tough conference to compete with. I mean, obviously you're talking about uh, the Logans, Chapmanvilles, and that kind of thing, but uh, Winfield. Uh, has given them problems before in boys basketball and, you know, fr- from top to bottom, uh, like you guys have said, tough conference to play in. And, and, and Wayne, we're really looking for an identity right now, uh, the boys basketball team is, but um, and really have been for a couple years now. So some tough losses for them, but um, they've played tight. they played tight with Phelps down in the Hatfield McCoy shootout last weekend. Uh, lost that game by five. Um, had a lead late and uh, really just kind of let that one slip away. Same thing against St. Joe. But uh, sooner or later, it feels like the tie is going to turn and the ball might fall Wayne. And Luke, uh, one thing that you, you get to cover with, with covering Wayne County uh, sports, especially with uh, boys and girls basketball in, in the county, very competitive. It's just, I mean, e- mm-hmm. e- even when you're not necessarily talking about teams that are, you know, considered number one in the state. You're talking about teams that are uh, very similar in nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it's fun basketball to watch. Uh, you know, anywhere you go, uh, any of the three high schools in Wayne County, um, 
they like to win and they hate to lose. Uh, no matter what their record is, um, you know, you, you know that they're always going to go out there and fight. And there's a lot of youth in, in Wayne County basketball right now, boys and girls. Um, and some of those teams have dealt with that better than others. But uh, it doesn't mean the effort is any less there. And I, I know that you guys, uh, you know, obviously are close with Coach Rick Maroon at Tulsa girls basketball. Um, he, he's dealing with some of those youth. Uh, right now, and some of that youth showed tonight. Tulsa now five and six on the year, but um, some winnable games coming up for them. Uh, uh, the Lady Rebels close tonight. Uh, had an opportunity down the stretch and a, a, a key turnover late. Um, gave Grace Christian the ball back, and Julie Boone uh, Jr. out there at Tulsa ended up coming up with a key block. She's really kind of coming to her own. Um, this year, but uh, it, it has been fun to watch. You know, I, I've seen, I've seen a lot uh, in the past couple of years, and I'm sure uh, I've got a lot more to see. Absolutely, Luke Crazy, former st- uh, special correspondent yes. here on the program, and now the Wayne County News, and always just a phone call and an hour and a half's hold away. That's Luke Crazy. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> hey, hey, anytime, guys. Anytime. <laughs> Greatly appreciate. It. We're gonna have to pay. You know, speaking of paying cell phone bills. Um, Chris Kidd, WBOW, has been award goes to has been on hold longer than the he was on the air tonight for the Chapmanville Polka Boys game. He had that call for video productions, WVOW, uh, as well. Chris, good evening. Hi. <laughs> Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, we're, we're hey, doing, we we're doing well. We, I just wanted to make sure you were there. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Chris, a uh, big win tonight for Chapman. Bill, great environment. That was a test of their medal tonight going on the road to Polka following that tough loss at Logan, and uh, they answered the bell tonight. Yeah, and, uh, you know, first off, you know, I just wanted to say I, I was uh, really – Happy with the the special you guys did with Obina and Chili Killing, uh, you know that kid. I, I had him in my AP history class last year, and uh, you know I've I've gotten to know him just from teaching there at Chapman He is everything you said, and he's more. Uh, you know he's a great student. Uh, you know made made A's in my class, and not because they were given, because they were earned. I mean that kid absolutely works his tail off at everything he does. And also, he's probably my harshest critic on top of that. Uh, one of the funniest things about having him in class is that he will literally listen to almost any broadcast that we do. And I was doing a game, I think, last year at Nicholas County. And I, I think I had something to say about uh, one of the players or one of the opponents or something about how good they had done and how they were this or that or whatever. And Obina sat there and broke down with me in class before we got started about how I was wrong about this. How was wrong about that. <laughs> there was literally a call in one game that I thought that he should have been called for a foul, and I said so. And he stopped everything, pulled out his phone after class, and pulled up the video of the play and broke down with me why I was wrong about the play. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> Uh, and, hey. you know, that, kid, that kid cares a lot about not just basketball. He cares about a lot about his grades, a lot about his family, a lot about the community. I mean, he's uh, he's absolutely 100% a class act. And the fact that he cares enough about those kids uh, in the community, too, just speaks volumes about the type of person he is. And tonight, uh, he showed the type of person he is on a basketball court. I mean, he had 25 points. 
definitely had a double-double. May have had a triple-double with blocks. I mean, he was so impressive on the defensive end. And that was back-to-back in very difficult environments for Chapmanville to play in. I mean, the environment at Logan on Tuesday night was raucous. Uh, the environment at Polka tonight was uh, really raucous as well. And, uh, you know, their cheering section was on him from the very beginning of that game, and he continued to produce, continued to fight. And, you know, without him tonight, uh, I, you know, Chattanooga might have been staring at back-to-back losses. And not because the rest of the team played badly. It was just Polka played very well. Uh, Polka hit 10 three-pointers in the game. Uh, Isaac McNeely was incredible, like you expected him to be. You know, his first chance I got to take a look at him this year, and he hit six three-pointers in the game and had 20 points overall. But uh, it was really just back and forth all night, guys. Uh, first, Chapmanville jumped out to a 17-3 to lead, and it looked like they might run Polka out of their own gym. But I think Alan Osborne's club showed why a lot of people think that they have a shot that may be taking the state championship. They came back, outscored Chapmanville by nine in the second quarter, cut it to two at halftime. Then Chapmanville completely shut Polka out in the third quarter. Polka didn't score a point. Chapmanville outscored them nine to nothing. Obina had seven of the nine points in that quarter. Then Polka cut it to three in the third or in the fourth quarter. And uh, eventually Chapmanville, you know, they got a big driving layup by Obina. Uh, Andrew Scholl, who just committed to Wingate this past week, he hit a big pull-up jumper. And Chapmanville was able to just keep Polka at barely at the end 45 to 40 but i'm telling you you've got three of the top five teams in the state right now in chapmanville logan and poco all there in that region only two of them can make it out and then you've got lincoln county mingo central uh even scott you know uh you know man that you talked to with bill lusk earlier i mean this is a a loaded absolutely loaded region uh, with teams that feel like they're good enough to make it to Charleston, and it is going to be just one of the biggest dog fights you've seen trying to make it out of that section. Well, Chris, we're a little bit tied on time, so I've got two questions for you. Uh, first sure. off, uh, in that Pacers Falcon game that you called uh, last weekend in the South Hills Youth Basketball <laughs> League um, at George Washington, um, I, I was. <laughs> For, I, 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 we laugh, but I think it's great that you called that. And what I enjoyed about that was just I, I, was, I watched it, and then I kind of just listened without watching. And while you were watching a youth league game, it sounded like you were listening to a high school or collegiate level game because Chris did an excellent job uh, with the call. I just wanted to say you do a great job with that. And since you've got to listen to most of the show tonight, I was wondering which of our interviews has been your favorite so far. Hmm. That's interesting. (laughs) You can grade the show tonight. I like like Obina's. I I thought he did a great job on the show. You know, he he sometimes gets a little bit uh, bashful about going on and doing interviews, and I thought he did great tonight. You know what? What was funny about the uh, South Hills Youth League Basketball League, which was on fire last Sunday. uh, (laughs) The Pacers pulled away for that win. I mean, that was a really tight game for a while. Yeah, what was funny was I was over at uh, the Charleston Tennis Club watching some of my tennis kids in the tennis tournament, and Butch Mouse at Video Productions messaged me out of nowhere and said, are you in Charleston? I went, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You knew you'd been had. (laughs) But, you know, Butch is always really good to me, and he's great about paying me, which is number one. I, 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 I I was... 
definitely grateful to go there. And you know what? Those kids were very talented. So it was actually a lot of fun going over there and hanging out so, last Sunday. So, you know, I'm always grateful for Butch, and I was glad I got the opportunity to go over and see what South Hills basketball was all about. Broadcaster <laughs> for hire, Chris hey, Kidd. I, I, when I said you'll call anything, he's, he's I mean, Butch heard this and went, okay. Well, 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 here we spot. go. Yeah. What we'll colleague's uh, number? I think there's a pinochle tournament somewhere. Maybe that, that he can come. You know. Hey, hey, Chris Kidd, WVOW Video Productions as well. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so much for hanging in there with us tonight. It's been a little bit busy, as you know. It's no problem, guys. And you know what? If you and Joe want to have a foot race to your cars after the broadcast, I'll be on my way. <laughs> and I get well, the winner. The thing is, you could have already been here. Right? <laughs> yeah, really. He could have driven here and been <laughs> on his studio with us. Oh, wow, right. yeah. Chris, thanks so much. All right. We'll talk to you later. Again, thanks, Chris. that's Chris Kidd, WVOW and uh, Video Productions. And I do want to give a quick shout-out. Um, just from a, being a fan of high school basketball, uh, Butch Mouse and Video Productions, just like tonight, I could watch yeah. – Shady Spring and Bluefield. I could watch Polka and Chapmanville. I could watch uh, Wayne and Logan. Logan. And, you know, just the job that they do of, yep. of making those games accessible, fantastic. So they, just a big shout-out to what they, they do. do. Yeah, yeah, Butch is very professional. I work with him in the fall quite a bit because uh, my employer, Kendra Communications, we do a lot of football with uh, Butch and with uh, his uh, group and uh, – Really enjoy working with Butch. He's very professional. Absolutely. And like you said, with professional, it makes the effort to do it right, yes. not just to throw it out and there. And it looks good. It I was going to say, the, the quality on the, air is the look is great. second to none. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so we've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jeff Arvin, assistant coach of Greater Beckley Christian Boys. They've got a, uh, an event coming up uh, on Monday for Martin Luther King Day. And we'll talk with the resident referee, Bo Anderson. And we're not too far from cause time. We're almost done. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our radio stations throughout the Mountain State Carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And if there's a radio station near you that isn't carrying it, call them up. Tell them they need to carry Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia in your area. Of course, you can listen to us in Romney on 104.1 FM, WVXS in Romney. Madison, Danville, Charleston. It's WZAC 92.5 FM, WZAC in Madison. Also, Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Matewan. We rock West Virginia louder, 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog. 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY Moundsville, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, 
WVOW Logan. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family of stations. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.37 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. We will talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in just a moment. We'll have cause time as well. We'll have our poll question. And uh, we will talk with... uh, We'll do that too. Hold on. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. Okay. I just didn't want you to forget. <laughs> Marcus we'll is have, over banging them out. We'll have Jeff Arvin, assistant coach of Greater Beckley Christian Boys, have the uh, MLK Classic this week. And, but first, <laughs> we will go over to the score desk to our own Marcus Constantino, who has this week's power ratings. Thanks, Ryan. Trying to be as quick as I can here, starting with boys AAA basketball night.com power ratings. University Hawks sticking around at number one. They're nine and three. Morgantown stays at number two. Cabell Midland is still undefeated at number three. A new appearance here. The Martinsburg Bulldogs have now played two WVSSAC schools, so they're in the power ratings. Starting out at number four, the George Washington Patriots drop one spot to number five. Down to boys A. Uh, the Shady Spring Tigers are new at number one. The Tigers are still 9-0 undefeated. Chapmanville drops one spot to number two. North Marion hanging in at number three. Robert C. Bird up one to number four. The Polka Dots drop one to number five. In boys single A, uh, Williamstown Yellow Jackets hanging in at number one. They're 10-0. Pendleton County up one to number two, while Greenbrier West drops a spot to number three. Wheeling Central Catholic up one spot to number four. While the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders are up two spots to round out the top five. Now on to the girls. BasketballNight.com power ratings. The Greenbrier East Spartans are still uh, at the top spot. Nine and one record. Cabell Midland at number two. Parkersburg Big Reds are nine and five at number three. George Washington is seven and three. Up one to number four. While Wheeling Park drops a spot to number five. In girls double A. Uh, the North Marion Huskies are 11 and 0 at number one. Frankfurt is number two at 11 and one. Uh, Winfield Wayne Pioneers are at three and four, while the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears are up one to number five. And finally, in the girls single A basketballnight.com power ratings, uh, St. Joe hanging in at number one. Parkersburg Catholic number two. Pocahontas County up two spots to number three, while Summers County and Gilmer County. Drop down to four and five. That's your basketballnight.com power ratings. We'll have all this up on the website soon at basketballnight.com. Thanks so much, Marcus. And as always, if you want scores, go to basketballnight.com. Go to at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. And uh, I want to I want to give her a, a quick assist to our guys in the back. We're getting ready to make this graphic. Uh, Justin Arvin is the assistant coach for Greater Beckley Christian, who is going to join us in just a second. It'll be Justin Arvin. We'll also talk with Bo Anderson and Rick Kozlowski. We'll have a break, too, in a minute. But first, let's go to the phone lines. Jeff Arvin, again, assistant coach for the Greater Beckley Christian boys team. And uh, Justin, uh, your, your basketball club, first off, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I apologize about the name problem. We... We're a little bit busy tonight. Or it just it happens. I apologize. We're trying to do our best with it. But 
Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how things are going this season for the Crusaders. Well, uh, first off, I, I like the name Jeff, so maybe that'll work. But, uh, <laughs> our season's been, season's been going uh, pretty well so far. We've played a pretty tough schedule, 7-3 uh, and three at this point. Uh, our losses come, of course, to University up in Morgantown and the defending Virginia state champions in Division Three Life Christian. And then uh, the other loss was to Woodrow Wilson last Friday night here. Uh, two of those were pretty good games. University, uh, something we didn't walk in there prepared as a coaching staff or a team for. Uh, would like another chance. But, uh, you know, so we played a really tough schedule and, uh, we believe that's going to prepare us going down the stretch run here. We're playing four games in five days starting tonight, so we're starting to get into the meat of it. Yeah, tonight you, your team goes on the road, goes to Welch, and beats Mount View uh, 65-46, the final in that one. And then, again, quick turnaround tomorrow afternoon, a home game, Trinity Christian making the journey down from Morgantown. Yeah, well, yeah like I said, we've got four in five days here, and uh, – Kids are excited to get going. The only issue we've got is uh, can't stay healthy. We're dealing with uh, some flu illnesses, and you know our starting point guard and leading scorer Elijah Edwards was out tonight, and uh, he actually has mononucleosis, and he's had it for the last two weeks and just verified it. But uh, he'll be back soon, and uh, so we're we're dropping like flies at a few positions here, but but uh, hopefully get healthy here soon. Justin, uh, we want to talk a little bit about your tournament, your uh, your event coming up. Uh, of course, Monday's Martin Luther King Day. You're having an MLK Junior Classic, and uh, I'm going to go through the uh, schedule, then uh, just let you kind of just give some overall comments about the tournament. Uh, you got a 9:30 a.m. game, a Green uh, Greater Beckett Christian JV against Oak Hill JV. 11:15 a.m. Oak Hill and Trinity Christian. One o'clock Mercer Christian in Richwood. Uh, 2:45 Beth Haven and Combine. Uh, I think it's a girls' game. Four thirty, boys' game. Beckley Prep, and uh, I in combine at six fifteen. Uh, Greater Beckley Christian, Webster County, and then eight o'clock, Greenbrier East and Wyoming East. And uh, you got a real variety of teams, real variety of levels of basketball there with your with your tournament, your event. Yes, sir. Um, that that is actually a boys' game. Combine okay. uh, brings a white and a blue team. Uh, so okay. Beth Haven will be playing Combine White, and then Beckley Prep uh, IJN will be playing uh, Combine Blue. And we do have a variety of levels of basketball there, really good talent uh, throughout the day, tons of college offers going to be on the floor uh, at our gym on Monday. And it was a good event last year. This is the second annual uh, MLK Junior Classic that we've held, and uh, playing to keep having it uh, went really well. All the games. Um, well, most of the games after the JV contest at 9.30 will be on video productions online. Uh, it can be viewed uh, that way. So we're excited about it. Justin Arvin, assistant coach of Greater Beckley Christian's boys team. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you. All right, we've got to step aside take our final break. When we come back, we have a poll question. We'll talk with resident referee Bo Anderson, and we'll have cause time. We promise we'll get this all in. I promise. When we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. 
shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers just a few moments ago. Gavin uh, Pavant, Becca, Brandy Brown, earlier uh, tonight, K. Tom, Steve Keenan, Joe Chrislip, Amber, Scott Skyhawks, K. Garage Golf, and many more. Thank you for joining us on Twitter. Also, we want to thank all of our radio stations. We'll mention the rest of them that we didn't finish in the last break. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP, Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP, Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP, Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFGH, 4K. And we're on Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. We're on Facebook Live, YouTube. Go to our website, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, basketballnight.com, and you can find all the ways you can connect with us. Join us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. High school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 1147 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Still a whole lot to get to. We are desperately running out of time. (laughs) Quick. So let's go over to the sports desk for our poll question. Here is Landon Mitchell. Yes. Last week's question was, should schools within the same section be required to play each other in the regular season? 72% of you said yes, while 28% of you said no. This week's question is, should West Virginia excuse me, that's a hard word to say. Should West Virginia legislation look at a bill to protect sports officials? Go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. Thank you very much, Landon. And that comes from this real fast, Bill. reason we ask that is the uh, Kentucky General Assembly is uh, looking at that. Uh, Intimidation of a sports official will become a crime, a Class A misdemeanor, punishable by up to a year in jail. That that is the Kentucky proposal. Uh, And uh, a lot of the reason is they're losing a lot of officials. Butch Cope, who's kind of the... uh, the boss of the KHSAA says they lose 100 and 150 officials a year in all sports because of this the intimidation and just abuse that officials take. Yeah, and, and so they would like to see a little bit of uh, legal uh, backing for the sports officials. All right, well, let's bring Bo in and let's harass him for a little while here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. <laughs> resident referee Bo Anderson joins us here on the program and. Well, it's been nice talking to Bo. Yep. All right. Bo, last week you left us with a cliffhanger. You asked us what happened if Team A was shooting a free throw and there was a lane violation 
and the free throw was an air ball and landed out of bounds. And did you tell us who the lane violation was on? I believe you said it was on, on B, correct? Bo? I think our... Uh... All right, we will get to Bo in a moment. Bo is speechless with that question. <laughs> we, I, I'm going to act like we stumped Bo, but instead, like we're we're fixing a, a call issue right on the fly here. Let, it, let's it, talk it'll, a little bit of, while we're yes. waiting to get him back. Let's talk a little bit more about this issue in Kentucky. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea. Yeah. I really do. And, and the the legislation here's this is something that they I, I actually give a definition to. What is uh, who's covered? It's a referee, an umpire, a linesman, but it also goes into like your coaches and your athletic directors. So let's try Bo again here, and uh, Bo Anderson with us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Do you hear me, Bo? I do now. Okay. <laughs> All right, we are very tight on time. I'm so sorry. Go. I'm so sorry. Uh, real quick. To, to answer your question from last week, I believe you just have a lane violation to reshoot the free throw, correct? Uh, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. If, you have, if A1 shoots a free throw and B1 violates, A1 still has a responsibility to finish the free throw and hit the rim. Uh, so, therefore, you have a double violation and if it was the last shot to be taken, it would be go with the alternating possession arrow. Uh, lane spaces, first one to violate counts. So if B violates and then A steps in, B's the only one that counts. But free throw shooter and anybody behind the foul line extended and a three-point line must also still obey the lane violation and they're not allowed to cross to the ball hits the rim. All right. Well, we'll have to readjust the fan manual for that because that doesn't—that's uh, <laughs> that, that, not covered in, in that. But um, again, uh, Bo, we're, again, we're very tight on time. But um, yeah, a, briefly here, within a minute or so, anything that you see uh, over the past week that, that caught your attention? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we've had one more week, but uh, nothing—nothing really crazy. So I'll give you another quiz put you on for next week. I like this. Um, we have a uh, A1 gets fouled uh, with two or three seconds to go in the game. Uh, they, no one and one. They take the ball out of bounds, put it in play, shoot a shot, miss it, and then it's tied up, so we're going to overtime. And they throw the jump ball up for the overtime, and after the ball is tapped, then they realize A1 should have shot a one-on-one when they got fouled at the end of the regulation. What do you have? Oh, my. Yes, let's let, – let, <laughs> Let's ponder on that one, yeah. You're going to have someone who's very upset. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Fans charging the floor. Right? Uh, uh, but, Bo, we always appreciate you hanging in with us. And again, we, you didn't have to wait half as long this time as uh, Chris and uh, yeah, it's Chris and Luke did. But all, all I heard, I wasn't the power man tonight. I, I understand that. I've been listening for quite a while. I'm still on the road, come back to my game. So uh, I, I, I heard that uh, Chris got the the power award tonight and then 
couple other guys so i feel good about myself there you go yeah we, we and then we went to you and cut you off inadvertently that's just how things go Bo, thanks so much though thanks, we'll Bo. ponder this for next week all right i'll get back to you guys next friday thank uh, you all right thanks so much that's our resident referee Bo anderson I think you go back and you shoot the one and one. Yeah, but, I would think but you, would. you that, continue the a, overtime. That's now a because you've already started the overtime. Oh, that okay. I think is a correctable error. But I don't know. I'm confused. Somebody's going to be very upset. That's all. I know. <laughs> we'll figure yes. it out next week. All right. So last week we had to cut our time with Rick Kozlowski short, and that was really a shame because Mrs. Kozlowski was listening as well, and she was really upset because we had you know. She wasn't that upset. But, uh, you know, <laughs> she we, hears calls she, she all, hears all the time. We put him on the air, and then we immediately ran out of time. We cut him off. That was whatever. But we got two minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just shaved a minute off of his time right here. Here's a, we now go to our, our, our good friend in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia from the Martinsburg Journal, Rick Kozlowski, joining us. It's been a Cause time on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And it has been a hard day tonight. <laughs> I'm sitting here writing a column, making dinner, and talking to you guys. Well, that's so, yeah. Do you have a do you have an office in the basement like Ray Romano does? I do have my my office in my basement. Except my wife has all kind of stuff in there, and it's like a storage bin. <laughs> so, you do you have control of this, or is that basically hers? Uh, you know, happy wife equals happy life. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I think that works out well for everyone. And uh, uh, Rick, you know, really interesting night of boys basketball tonight because. All four sectional opponents in Region 2, Section 1 played each other. They did. And the games kind of came out uh, as kind of expected. Right now, when you look at things, Martinsburg is the lead dog. Uh, and I say dog, and my dog barks. How about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's timing. Yeah, very good. I need to give her a treat or something. Hedgesville appears to be number two. They play number three, Muscleman. Beat Muscleman. And Spring Mills is number four. And that's kind of how the the games went tonight in that section. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I can't wait till see, to see Martinsburg and Hedgesville play each other. Because, you know, they're clearly the, uh, the two top teams in Region 2, AAA Section 1. And just from what I'm gathering, too, um, you know, Musselman's a step behind there, but good enough to beat them on a, on a, any given night. Yes, I, I believe so. Musselman, I saw them last week against Martinsburg and seems to, you know, they're a very young, inexperienced team, but seems to be growing and getting better each and every time out on the floor. And Certainly, you know, they're going to be a difficult out for somebody. So, you know, uh, you, know you got to be careful who, uh, like I said, I figure Martinsburg and Hedges are number one and two or one, or in reverse, whatever out, however it works out. You know, Mustard is going to be a very dangerous number three team. 
and it, it, it's obviously we're we're getting to the point where now we're we're far enough into the season where you, some things we know, some things we don't. Um, Hedgesville all, always known for kind of controlling the pace of play. That's a school that's giving up 37 points per game right now. Martinsburg scores 72, gives up 61. So they obviously like to get up and down the floor a little bit more. But Hedgesville can play fast. They just choose not to. Yeah, Hedgesville certainly capable. They played a very athletic team last Saturday, a team out of D.C. that came in uh, with a 12-3 and record. Uh, uh, known, I don't know, it's kind, of, it's kind of weird because they're called Cesar Chavez Charter School, but also like Parkside. It's, it's, I'm not you know, real clear on. But anyway, a team that came in very, very athletic, a Division One prospect who was averaging 31 points a game, and they held him to nine points. And Hedgesville was able to show its ability to run up and down the floor and also to show its athleticism, something that the Eagles haven't always had, and I think they do now. What a great scheduled week for Martinsburg. Uh, now, the game with Morgantown's on the road, but Monday, go to Morgantown. They just beat University, and then you know next Friday night, you're talking Martinsburg-Hedgesville. At Martinsburg, so, I mean, if you want to talk about finding out where you are, they will absolutely know by the end of this week. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a crucial important game, and oh my, I'm going to miss that thing because I'll be out of town. You know, you mentioned my wife. We're celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary. Oh. I think I mentioned that last week, and we're taking a little trip. So, okay. and the mighty Mississippi. So, 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 but you will still join us at 11:50, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. I, 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 yeah, I think. Well, well, remember what I said about happy wife is. Yeah. Happy wife? <laughs> Well, I hope she enjoys talking or listening to you talk to us as much as we enjoy talking to you. Rick, we're, we're, we're out of time again. Thanks so much for joining us. That's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Congratulations yeah. and happy anniversary. Absolutely. Yeah. 35. They celebrate next That's week. Right. And I cut him off as he was saying thank you. So sorry. <laughs> Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.